Vince Floating Hill Tour Movie Podcast, episode 179. Boom! We're on the fly today. We have a time constraint. We have a little bit of a wrenching going on from all, all ends and everything else, but we're going to still bang out a freaking close to a regular uh, timed show. We'll see how it plays out, but how you feeling, sure. buddy? I feel good, man. I uh, It's funny because uh, we're talking about two 2005 movies tonight. Both of which I've I've actually held both in high regard, more one more so than another the other. But when we did the slasher show, I included House of Wax on my on my list. And I'm not gonna I don't want to give anything away, but I don't know if it was as high. I'll just put it that way. This view. But that's all I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll tickle your, your nuts a little bit there. Feather dust them a little bit as a teaser. Interesting. Interesting, because I thought about that as I was watching it. We'll see what happens with my ratings on both of these movies, as a matter of fact, because they are different than they've been in the past. Wow, so, okay. Different, not radically different, very small. Matter of fact, I'm making a, a much ado about literally nothing because it only matters to me. But still, there's well, still a difference in it. Put it, put <laughs> it that all. way, that's what we do on the show. But where I see yeah. where House of Wax ranked on my slasher list... No wonder people, you know, every now and then we'll get someone out of the woodwork going like, I can't believe, like, you know, Christian slasher list or whatever. Not because of Prom Night 4 specifically, although that was the beginning <laughs> of it. But I can understand it because where House of Wax came in and it's solid. Don't get me wrong. I know I want to. It's just I, it's shockingly very high up on that list. <laughs> You know what it is? As I'm watching it, I was thinking of that last night. Like I said, I was thinking about the slasher list and comparing 2000. And again, we've been talking lately about modern slashers, 90 slashers, and 80 slashers are just always on our mind because that's always going to be the pinnacle for the most part. So it's like, as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking about the slasher thing, and I'm thinking, well, you know what? This is a pretty good slasher. I could see how it made his list and everything. And I'm th as I'm watching it, but I'm like, there is something about rating movies from this time period, when you compare them side by side with 80s slashers, which I could understand from the outside looking in saying, oh, that's not even close. But, but, look at it this way. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I really do. Because as much as I love slashers, there are really only, there's less than 200 really good slashers. You know, that's just Which is still pretty damn fact. good, to be honest. And I'm probably exaggerating. Well, <laughs> if I watched every slasher ever probably. made, maybe 150 of them, if I'm going by a rating system of one to 10, are going to be over six and a half. Like, seriously, mm. that's just the way it is. But I got, maybe it's maybe I guess you could say that about everything. Maybe you can say that about all subgenres. I don't know. Typically, typically slashers. And again, I'm generalizing here everybody but typically they have a little less to offer other than you know creative kills and gore typically you'll get the you'll get ones that will deviate from that add a little bit extra maybe have you know some um you know message uh or, or hidden message whatever it may be. maybe not so hidden message but to to add another couple layers whatever it may be but generally speaking they're going to be that's why i think to be honest let's we've said it here before we're not the first or nor going to be the last to say it slashers gave horror the bad name because it just became the go-to critique well it's just a bunch of people going out and getting killed where's the entertainment where, where's True. like where's the value in that in the sense now i'm not saying i was one of those people but you can 
see that argument if you saw blood frenzy don't go in the woods and all that that was your that was like you know you're given five to ten uh, and they were handpicked for you to to watch and not maybe the standouts and the standouts are are all relative too because we've got people loving every walk of life there is someone out there that likes iced there is someone out True. there that loves well uh the prey uh brian Simmons for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry Brian, but you know there are, there's going to be a there's always going to be a lover of death escort service, death escort service one two. I don't even know if they're up to three yet. There's always going to be someone that supports these movies and loves them and puts them on a pedestal that no one else can to, can understand. And you're right. I think you can generally say that for about everything, but more times than not, horror got its bad rep because of that. Well, the lowest okay, common denominator, on. which I hate, but that's, you know, what was used quite often. There's a lot I'm going to say here. Okay. There's like four points that I'm going to, I'm going to bring up just in response to what you said. First of all, let me think about what you just said. Let me process this. Okay. <laughs> Number one, slashers, even the great ones, right, were simple. And that's the most frustrating part of all. Because the great ones, Halloween, Friday, etc., whatever, the ones that are revered were simple. Like you said, people get killed in violent ways. They get picked off one by one. They do their thing. Yet it's such – but how come some are so great and others using the same formula are not so great? Well, there's production value. There's so many things that go into it. And it's almost frustrating because you're like, well, it, it's a pretty simple formula. And people look down on it like saying, okay, any any jerk with a camera can do this. Well, you would think, but apparently not so if there's not so many great ones. Now, well, as far as slashers in the 80s, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. I'll no, 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 no. I just – because you're right. I, no, I don't – you gave me a chance to talk. And I always do this to you. And I hate myself for it, but I just want to interject. No. But that's the problem. Everybody did do it in a sense. Like at the time – like you got a, like a lawyer or whatever, a bunch of friends had some extra cash, boom, tax, right off, made a slasher film. Uh, and, and that's exactly what I think led to the decline of quality and, and to what this is. And again, you'll have defenders of all these, all these films and specific films in general, but you're right. There was this, this glut where there was no art there. It was, a, it was total product. Uh, and just like the Friday 13th franchise, which is why that got shit on. Whether we love yeah, it or look not, at it. it was a, it was like we said the McDonald's. It was a franchise, franchise filmmaking, churning it out to turn a profit. You know, Paramount was embarrassed by them, but they don't mind taking yes, money from us uh, with all these re-releases. Of course not. But that brings me to my second point. You can so, talk all the shit you want. No, this is oh, you played like, right into it. Yeah. No, not at all. You played right into what my second bone of contention or point is. Is that say what you will about the slashers and how they became what you said earlier about people, you know, talking, talking negatively about horror and they cast a bad image and everything else. Say what you will. But this is what ushered in the decade of the 80s to the prominence that to this day it's still revered for. When you think about the 80s, yes, you think about everything. But would the genre have taken off? As big as it did, and would people be willing to take chances on independent films and fund them and everything else if we don't have Halloween in 78 and Friday in 1980 and what that spun off in 81 and 80 and stuff like that? I don't know, but it seems – granted, again, not everything was a slasher in the 80s, but that's what kicked off this excellent – time period, this this revered 80s decade that people are still talking about now, it's because of slashers to – not just because of slashers, but I I think the point I made does make some sense there. No, it, 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 
It does. Would we have, you know, and this is what we always, you cannot go back. You got to look at it from a historical standpoint and sort of see, would we have had heavy metal if it wasn't for Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin? And, and I mean, and that's right. argument of like, I mean, there's always, there's these, these standards and then there's the, the ones that want to 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 copy, and then there's ones that were just influenced by. Um, and typically, there's a difference. Um, the carbon copies, again, generally speaking, might be the ones that are not necessarily the best. However, Friday the Thirteenth, I would say, leads very heavy on the carbon copy, but because we we know that they wanted to rip off Halloween, and yet that stands alone. And, and as a example of a slasher film i still will argue that it's a better slasher film i know halloween's a better made movie and and definitely and definitely from a from a more wide critical base as well horror fans and mainstream critics halloween stands you know above i still will argue i still have to argue and again, you. I wish there's more people on the show, and no one ends up. Everybody says, "Oh, great show! It was great, great to listen to." And sometimes, and Chris, A.K. Scott's the one that will message me privately about certain things that we've discussed. I'm sure they do it with you as well, but we never get it in the bigger uh, um, group page or on Patreon. I, where I'm going with it, in right. a long-winded way, is: Do you think all that subtext? Do you think everything that is in Halloween was in John Carpenter's mind when he wrote and made that movie, or was he trying to do a simple movie? based on babysitter killers and it was it was lack of budget and, and and just a simple idea that was that was all that they had at the time but over the years stories and contexts were developed based on the 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 mythical the mythology of Michael Myers and the evil and uh, I mean I know Donald Pleasance keeps yelling about the evil the evil the evil in it but again, I, I have we put more weight on it by rewatching it and analyzing it over and over again. Again, sometimes it's like what you say, lightning in a bottle. I think it was just happened to be the great, perfect timing. You got talent behind the camera. You, you have great cinematography. You got John Carpenter. They said the movie felt like now. I'm not talking about thematically, but from a from a movie working standpoint, people were like almost like uh oh before the soundtrack even went in. And then the soundtrack is what added mm-hmm. the, the last element of actually making it work. So again, uh, I don't know if I if I've made my point clear or whatever, but I guess long story short, er, is have we have we created the context for that film? And do we do that with many, a lot of films? I'm not saying that there's not intelligent directors, writer directors out there that actually are working that in. I know that that's happening. I, we, it's hap- it's been happening for a long time. I'm asking, do you think if Halloween has all those nuances that we've argued to we're blue in the balls? Okay. So you're talking, I'm going to agree with you on, I'm going to phrase it a different way though, oh, but I'm still probably more articulate. meeting your, that's fine. <laughs> I'm go- no, no, no. I don't know about that, but I'm just, I'm putting it in a different type of category. Almost like when we talk about certain things and the whole best and favorite discussion, you can lump it here, but this and, and things are subjective and you, you have that whole discussion. And I like to look at it from another perspective and say, well, there's best and there's best made. And I think too many people consider that the same thing. And I think that's the, where the confusion comes in. A best, a better made movie doesn't mean a better movie. Again, that's just the way I'm phrasing it, but it seems like a lot of people like to lump it together. However, what you said about Friday the 13th, I will say this. I think it is the best example of a of what a slasher in the 80s became known to be. It has all those elements mm-hmm. of 
a perfect slasher. Whereas Halloween, what it didn't have, it didn't have the gore. Friday started that. Okay, Friday started showing the more the brutal killings. And honestly, I mean, you do have kids in peril in Friday that are off into the woods. They're away from people. Where in Halloween, they're Haddonfield. They're in a freak on a city it's just, block. It's just so, shitty neighbors not answering the door. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's just how they play that. Well, this girl can't get any help. It's Halloween, everyone thinks it's a prank, which is kind of brilliant, which is kind of brilliant because that would be the one night people wouldn't answer. If you think about it, knock on our door any other time. The night the no one answered. Year. <laughs> right. Basically, people don't take shit seriously on Halloween, and that's what worked. And they they use it very well in Trick or Treat as well when they when they, when the guy killed the one girl on the street and all that, and everyone just plays off, and you could have a yeah. dead body prop somewhere, and they play off. So Halloween did have that going for it. Friday is the perfect example of a slasher. Does it mean it's the perfect slasher? I don't know. There's, that's what I'm saying about phrasing. I still think Halloween is better as a movie. I just do. But if you're going to say this is Friday is better as a slasher, I'm not going to say it's a better slasher, but it's a better representation of what a slasher movie is. Okay. That's how I put, that's how I categorize it. All so right. I get what you're saying. Now, John Carpenter, I think when he set out to do Halloween, it is like you said. It was babysitter murders. Let's do this low-budget horror flick, and, and let's just do it. However, I think the talent just couldn't help but shine through. Like, he couldn't sit there and just okay. do anything. Agreed. You know what I mean? He still had, he had the idea for Jamie Lee Curtis, and he had the idea for Donald Pleasance, and he had the idea that they spent that big money on that camera and having Dean Cundy do it. So those three nuances... Those three elements, I think, made the difference. But he, and of course, well, talent. Something that like you said, there's talent. The talent soundtrack. Yeah. My, him sitting down and also on top of everything, composing the soundtrack. So just because he had the presence of mind to say, I want to take Janet Lee's daughter, a relative unknown, and put her here. And I want to have Donald Pleasance, somebody known to carry the film, who can carry his weight as an actor and do this and will fit this role. And I want to get the technical aspects of this camera and Mr. Cundy here, who I know can is quite capable. And I'm going to do the soundtrack. So I think him doing those things is what, that was his vision. Yes, it was a basic babysitter murder thing. But again, at the end of the day, as you like to say, they want to make money. <laughs> let's like make this that. the best we can. <laughs> Even if it's just about baby babysitters getting killed, Let's make it as good as we can. Like we say, I, I, and I, I agree with this. You're an artist. My name is not, in, in this case, I mean, John Carpenter's name is above the credits. I, mm. He fought for that. He wanted that. But it's his thumbprint, meaning he he's not going to want to put his name on just anything. You know, again, Ghosts of Mars, uh, the ward, uh, disco, you know, push aside. And I, huh. I know. I know. Did he put his name on those? There's fans of those movies, too. I, I guarantee you. There was always John Carpenter's everything. I don't know about the word per se, but Ghost of Mars, which I just I watched, but I forgot. But anyway, where I'm going with it is, yes, his stump that. But that's what he said. There's talent. These are filmmakers. There's a love of the craft here. I, Sean Cunningham was a business person. Let's be honest. I'm not saying he didn't love sure. the craft. He wanted to make money. He wanted to turn a profit. He's an opportunist. When, when his, exactly. When his Bad News Bears ripoff didn't do it, he said, let's rip off Halloween. And that did it. Right. It was a business decision, and that's why I think he got shit on. Where you know, um, again, by a lot of mainstream because they knew this was a businessman trying to milk something. Like, have you ever? Have you ever? Sure. Um, I don't know where. Why my mind jumped right to this one, but Death Wish, the first one, is actually fairly like again, depending where you read some of the the, the credits, criticisms, and whatever, is 
is well well respect respected. It's good. Well liked. People like it. Death Wish Two. <laughs> That's a canon film, which correct? is which is a cult classic, and I think a lot of our a lot of listeners will like it for the fact it's just sleazy and over the top. And I'm a like two, three, and four are just fucking bonkers. Like I, you could just and watch I haven't those. seen them. They're fucking just crazy. I'm not sure if you'll like them, but they're just crazy. I've seen the first. I like the first. Well, it's that's... almost like the first blood thing with me. I like yeah. first blood more than I like what became of the rainbow franchise. I have a feeling that I, that I did. I did enjoy death wish for what it was. It was almost like a, it was a murder revenge thing. It was cool. I have a feeling I wouldn't like the others as much. It might be a little too schlocky for me. Just not my and, cup of tea. And, and, and they are, but that's exactly why I like them. They're like, almost like, I can't believe, like this is, they're made, they were, they're just exploitive movies, but mainstream. Like taking that grindhouse thing and kind of making it more of a mainstream version and getting away with it. Same director, and you're kind of wondering, at least for the first two, maybe three. Two for sure. And and again, it was like, kind of like, well, you had this guy who who did this movie that was, you know, fairly well received and now suddenly you have this quote unquote piece of shit i know i i'm taking extremes here of like what the fuck like, this is made to make money nothing more it was a business decision fuck this yep. movie from a mainstream critic standpoint the great thing about it is we have a fan base that uh, have, uh, that have uh that grew up on vhs or or now can stream anything that they want at the click of a button and ultimately these movies have gained cult followings and that one's had a cult following for for years and years and years but it, it's just it's funny because you could take any any genre i guess police academy was you know i think often joked as as the friday the 13th of the comedy or the comedy genre it got ridiculous me. it yeah. got ridiculous but once again the first police academy was rated r the only one to be rated r and it was a different type of comedy than it became well, then it it's, just became, it's another example. Became like, and then they 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 catered to kids. But I'll tell you one thing about the Police Academy series: there's no one with telekinetic powers that comes to to destroy the police squad in in, in the movie. <laughs> That's true. You're right about that. And no one got, no one went to space. Even in Mission right? to Moscow, <laughs> no one went to space. Right. So they were somewhere way way scarier. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Russia. You're right about the Sean Cunningham. People look at it. People say, oh, who is this guy? He made this movie. And now he's going to be heralded as the great father of the slasher of the 80s. And this, and, and then I think that's why people got so angry. I think that's why critics got angry. I think that's why people in the industry got angry. Because these guys, maybe they're being pompous. And speaking of pompous, that's what I listened to the, I want to say it was the Christine um what do you call it? the commentary? And that's why I asked you if Carpenter's name was on Ghost of Mars and the other one, uh, the ward, because when he was watching Ghost, uh, when he was watching Christine, he said, oh, he goes, man, he goes, he basically was talking negatively about himself. Like well, now he wouldn't do that. And he was saying, oh, John Carpenter's Christine or something. He goes, how pompous. He goes, I had to have my this. But like now he looks back on it. But as a kid, but I it's love marketing. that. I love that. Me too. Yeah. I, it's I, marketing. Yeah. I get it. But now he looks back on it and he's like, well, well, you get time to reflect. Yeah, right. He's an older guy. He looks back. He's like, well, maybe I was stroking my ego a little too much. But hey, you're younger, too. People do things when they're younger. You don't really fully grow, in my opinion. I can only go by what I until until I'm in my 40s. There's so many things I still did in my 30s, personality traits that I had that didn't dissipate for the most part until my 40s when I started looking back and saying, okay, you could have handled this better going forward. 
try to do this. I'm not saying I don't still slip up because we all do. But I think for me, that's what it takes. I think once you reach your 40s, Personal you get evolution. to that point. Right. That's I do me. The same thing Other daily. people might get it by the time they're 30. I don't know. Oh, oh totally, no, right? exactly. Some people get it in the 20s. Some people get in the 30s. I'd say yeah. I'm a late bloomer that way. Yeah. But that's okay. We're staying <laughs> young. Fine. But that's exactly. good. It means, it means we stay young. It means when we're 80, we're going to be mentally like thicker. we're 60. <laughs> a little thicker yeah. up there. But it's fine. It takes time to, to marinate, to, to seep through. And then you're like, you know what? I should have handled that differently last week. <laughs> as long as you learn you yeah. can learn every day of your life as long as you learn and try not to do the same mistakes again and again and yeah. you, you, it's still personal growth you're never really going to get to where you want to be let me go back to what i was saying Sorry. two more points about the open no this is great yeah. we can do this for an hour <laughs> serious so we were talking about the uh okay friday is the perfect example that's the other thing okay now zombies we could say the same thing about zombie movies as we could say about slashers, but even Rob? probably less so. What? Rob Zombie. <laughs> Sorry. Rob Zombie, yeah. Zombie's first album was great, and then they got worse after that. His first movie, and then they, they became parody of... No, no, I'm just kidding. But the thing about this, zombie movies, you have the beloved Romero's, especially the first three. Then you have a couple others. I'll even throw the infected in the mix. You got the infected. You got 28 days later. You got, we could probably sit here and name 20, 30 really great zombie infected movies. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's probably been, and if you really want to go to, to low budget, no budget, probably over 5,000 made. And I don't even think I'm exaggerating when I say this. So let's, take the slasher. Let's do a right? list for Chris A.K. Scott and yeah, start. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the we day. got White Zombie. <laughs> We've got white zombie. Does that <laughs> yeah. count? Maybe. I don't know. Bella white zombie. It's in the name, so we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll include it. <laughs> so you got white zombie. We're not crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to go in order. Okay, so you have these movies: zombies slash infected, whatever you want to you know categorize them as. I would. It's the same thing. People don't look negative. Well, maybe they do, but it's like maybe because zombies broke into the Walking Dead thing and it became mainstream, people aren't, you know, freaking snubbing that stuff. They're not, you know, they're not on that high horse looking at all zombies. That's low grade entertainment. Maybe people see something like the Walking Dead say, well, it's not so much about the monsters. It's about the human relations here, which obviously is something that Romero did years before, mm-hmm. but still. But the thing is this, there's probably more good slashers per at bat than there are zombie movies. And you could probably we could probably go down the list of different subgenres of horror and say this. I think that slashers get that reputation because a lot of them happened in the 80s. That was they're relegated to that time period and then there then of course there's the other time with 96 scream in the post scream era. That's what you look at when you see slashers that that takes us to the house of wax looking at this movie saying you can't even look at this movie. Boy, this movie, if this was, if this was made in the eighties, this could have been something. I don't like the bombastic sounds. I don't like this. I don't like and you're constantly comparing slashers to the eighties because so many great ones and so many ones that you love happen to take place in the eighties. So if you're watching a movie from a time period, like the two thousands, which is kind of an odd time period, it's it's easy to sit there and look and do the, the comparisons, like you said, and mm-hmm. say, well, maybe this wasn't as good as I think. However, if you break the movie down and say, hey, I've seen all these slashers. How many of them are shitty? How many of them are entertaining? And how many are great? And it's just, I think you did it fair just going by your rating. I mean, 
I'm not going to go down that road about how you rate and if it's best or favorites because I, I, I can't do that. Uh, my, my stuff is oh, simple. Yeah. This is what I rated. This is how I rank it. If it's a seven, it's better than a six. If it's an eight, it's better than a seven. And I like it better. Therefore, to yeah. me, it's a better movie and it's uh, mean, I prefer. Unlike Braden, your number one won't be like a seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm, exactly. I'm exaggerating that, but you know what I mean. I can't get into it with, with Brandon on that. I can't talk to Dave Parker about about it or, or, or any of the twenty two shots guys because we'll get we'll talk about it and it's. I wish we could sit down and have a discussion about this topic, and and, and really hash it out one day. And, and and I can really, but I think they've heard my point of view and it still doesn't really remind me not to difference. invite myself to that conversation. Oh, I got coffee. Well, you have to be. That was a karma. You're closest, I know, see? You're closest to me. Actually, B and you have both kind of come around. It's okay. I could talk about... Oh, I could talk. That's fine. I've done solo casts at this point. I, I could just keep going. This guy. Now he sounds like he's uh, in freaking his neighbor's bathroom over there. Oh, help me out with the shower head over here, everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, oh, come over here. Yeah, 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 we got you. You know, so... <laughs> So if you really break it down at all these sub-genres, I can't talk, vampire, this, that, monster, whatever you want to call it, look, look at haunted house movies. How many good freaking haunted house movies are there? Like, seriously, how many hauntings? There are so many haunting movies about ghost and paranormal shit going on in a house. How many are really great? I bet it's the same thing as slashers. There's probably less than 100. So I'm, honestly, when I when I think about it, Slasher may be one of the stronger, stronger subgenres, because it just go through everything you could think of. For, and again, just like I've said several, several times, that found footage is is the modern day slasher, made on the cheap. Most of them aren't very good, but some of them are great when done right. And it just comes down to, and people look at that and they snub their nose. While this movie was made for a thousand dollars, kind of like how a movie could have been made in the eighties. On the cheap for a slasher. It's the same damn thing. There's a lot of bad ones, but there's a lot of good ones. But people like to focus on, and I understand why, yeah. because there's a lot more bad ones that come out than good ones, like these Amityvilles. People like the Amityville franchise as a whole, even though I disagree, because when we did Summer Sausage last year, I ended up taking a, a decent amount away from the Amityville franchise up until that one point. I go, these movies aren't as bad. Crazy. I crazy. Think, Maybe I don't know. All I can do is watch a movie and tell you my my honest the way I read it when I when it's over. I'm like, okay, not bad. This and this. So anyway, but now it's a whole other. I, I'm going to ask you this question. Sure. Yesterday, we're talking in the 1980 chat with uh, the 22 shots folks, and JP is at a convention, and he sees Jacko. Pride. You know that movie, Jacko. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jacko is on a freaking. Um, you know, it's being sold at a table, you know what I mean, at, at a convention. It's $30 for the Blu-ray for <laughs> Jacko. Okay. Now, later on, he ends up not buying it. He offers it to Parker, who he, I think he says $30 is too much. And I said, well, I think $10 is probably the limit for, for Jacko. But whatever, that's just my opinion. So be it. Yeah. Uh, then you know what he ends up buying? Amityville Vibrator. So now what? this is what JP for himself so my question to for, you i put this in the chat i didn't ask but here's the question what is worse paying 30 dollars for jackal or paying any amount of money for amityville vibrator what's your honest answer to you that? know it's just based on my reaction i'm not i i don't i don't even know jacko it, and, it, and again it the the jokes are just too easy with that title so I don't know that movie well. I mean, I know the cover, but I don't know the movie. It's not horrible. But I'm going to take that for 30 before 
anything after the first three Amityvilles uh, for for that price. I mean, there's no there's no chance on buying Amityville vibrator. There's no. Ch- I'm not watching Amityville vibrator. Maybe once for a lark. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what he paid. I hope it's not more than ten dollars. Demonic I don't pussy. Know, but that that actually would have been a better yeah. title. Demonic pussy. Sure, sure. I could buy that. Yeah, Amityville so, Vibrator. At this point, like, you know people are going to check it out just for that stupid title alone. And that's what that's well, why people there you go. suck. JP's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even just well, check it out. He bought it. If I if I scrolled across that on, on Tubi, I would have laughed at the title immediately. And I would have been, I'm never watching that piece of shit. Not I'm not by buying it. No, if if I saw it on my MB, which might come up because they do have some random Amityvilles there. If I saw that, I had my friends over on a Friday, I might say, hey, let's see what this Amityville vibrator is about. Hopefully it's like an hour and 11 minutes long and you just get on there and you get some kicks. As a matter of fact, let me look it up because I am curious now. But let me, at the see? my fourth point it actually worked. ties in. <laughs> my fourth point about all this, actually it worked, yeah. Actually ties in to everything we've said before and now. And I've said this several times, and it's just the truth. For for every toilet seat, there's an ass. It's simple as that. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Every piece of shit is going to have somebody who has an interest in it. That's just the way it is. Good for the people that make a bunch of pieces of shits that people want to see it for whatever reason. You know, it it is what some people just want to say, hey, I want to see every sleaze this that I like them. (laughs) That's fine. Again. It's like, what, what did we say? We always like to say, to each their own. Yeah. You know? but, but that's our way of saying people have fucking shitty taste, but we don't want to be assholes. So we say, to each their own. So it, it makes us look like we care and think everybody's got their opinions and everybody's allowed to. But really, at the end of the day, I'm like, you're a fucking moron. And it's funny. I just looked it up. It's, it's John Carpenter's Amityville Vibrator. <laughs> it's like Stephen Stephen Kang's Sharks of the Corn. Did you ever see it that says that on no. the cover? They put Stephen Kang on there. It's a fake director or fake, of course. Yeah. It's a, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah, but look, and look at Amityville Vibrator. I was right. It's only an hour and three minutes. What the? Who the hell is that? Is that the vibrator? It looks like that looks mustache like is dummy. worse than the one at Sleepaway Camp. It's a dummy. It's a freaking uh, a marionette or a, you know a dummy. Why? What's he doing? An Amityville vibrator. I want to see a I big. Know. I want to see his the huge demonic black vibrator. Is that better? Oh, not really. It's, it's not really better. Two tatted up chicks. Okay, let's see oh, what else. God. Um, one guy did, has a. How did they know the cast was going to have ass. tattoos? How did they know that the cast was going to be decked out in tattoos? Well, because everybody born after a certain time period now has to have tattoos by law. Just tell by me your life story. Mother. Yeah, it, it's you fucked up. You fucked up. Here's a girl. She's got a little blood on her face. Sorry, everybody has a know. tattoo. Yeah. Oh, I teach their own. Yeah. Here's the deal. I yeah. decided. To each their own. Exactly. I decided. If it would have been the 70s or the 80s and I was older, like tattoos in the 70s and 80s were badass. Like, seriously. Only fucking badass people had tattoos. It was cool. Right? Not grandmothers like now. But it's like... Now you have JP. I remember... <laughs> I don't know if he has tats. Probably. He's that generation. Wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. But they teach their own. So well, the thing is this, though. Amity like, when vibrator. I... I went to Woodstock. I went to Woodstock when I was young. When it, whatever it was. 99? And I remember walking around Woodstock. 
And I was a little bit older than the others. I was in my 20s. And, of course, there's still teens there and shit like that. But I remember walking around Woodstock and, like, 75% of the people having tattoos. And right then and there, I said to myself, I've been hemming and hawing for years. What do I want to get? Because I have too many interests. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. There's music. There's movies. I have way too many interests that I don't know if I could settle on one thing, so I never did it. And plus, I never wanted to spend the money because I never have extra money. Yeah. So that's another thing. Maybe if I fucking hit the lottery or something, and I'll, yeah, here's the tattoo. But I mean, I remember being there and walking around. Everybody's you're, half naked. You're the first fun. person to ever say, maybe if I win the lottery, here's a tattoo. I guarantee no one in the history of civilization <laughs> has said, I just win the lottery off to the tattoo parlor. I go. <laughs> that's how broke i am all the time i never have extra money i don't know how much tattoos are. I think at least 100 bucks pay off you some know? debts maybe buy a new car yeah uh, and then get a to the tattoo parlor i like yeah. to masturbate so i'm like... gonna get a picture of myself masturbating on my my left arm oh, oh. so woodstock everybody's walking around half naked right because it's real hot and everything else, and people get fucking, you know, straight up naked at, the, at, at those shows. So, because shit was crazy. Yeah. But it's the 90s, and everything's going on and hopping and everything else. And 75% of the people have tattoos. I remember that day making the decision to myself, thinking to myself, well, this is a big fucking bandwagon thing. Fuck this shit. I will never get a tattoo. I never got a piercing or a tattoo. Now, again, if I was older and I came up more in the 70s, or won the lottery, in the early 80s, or won the lottery. It was badass. Well, I'm saying back True. then it, they were badass. I, I, now everybody has them. They're not cool anymore. They're fucking uh, a lot of nerds mainstream. have nothing. Yeah. Nerds. nerds. I'm part nerd myself. So be it. Nerds. I'm just <laughs> fireball. 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 <laughs> fireball. Fireball. <laughs> How about that scene though? He goes. He goes like this. And he, he turns. Goes, he makes the conscious decision yeah. to turn and then blow it and then, you were fine given the 3d fine. dimension but no i'm gonna turn and set the yeah. the actual curtains on fire that guy's an asshole but he is an asshole yeah. you should have they shouldn't have shown the turn they should have just done it and he happened to be there we every right? now and then our minds align growing up i'm yeah. like I got, i'm gonna get a tattoo and i'm when i'm older but I was always a, a stickler for the rules. I'm going to wait till I'm 18 and get a tattoo. I I and then I waited till I was 18. I'm like, I don't want a fucking tattoo. Everybody's got fucking tattoos all over the place. Right. And I was just like, and again, right. I, I'm like, and then again, I didn't know what I wanted because it was going to be on me permanently. And I'm like, oh, I can't make that decision. That's just ridiculous. You know? Well, see, I was going to put like a Jason mask on me because I like as much as I like Jason, I don't want a fucking Jason mask on me. That's fair. I don't either. Well, I do. Unless well, I'm smashing VHS. <laughs> I would, you know what I would put on myself? A VHS. You know that sign that says VHS, like the, the old label? That would be something cool. But the thing is that I'm all retro all the time. But I have too many interests. What but a, the thing is this. Across your it's whole like George chest. Carlin said. And your two nipples oh, could be like that? the actual like holes in the VHS, the back of the VHS tape. But then on the back of you, you've got the front of it. That says like VHS. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. There. Oh my God. There's a there's an idea for you, Jason Smith. <laughs> there you go. But that sums it up. Carlin said this, and I always remembered. He goes, "There was a time." He goes, "When oh, so of course I already forgot it." When he was saying that the people got tattoos and they got earrings, you know, because they weren't squares. They were trying not to be square. He goes, "Now the squares are the ones that are getting them." And when yeah. he's, and I, he, he came to the same type of conclusion. And it's okay. Again, teach their own. If you have a million tattoos, mwah, God bless you. I just can't do it now because I missed the boat. 
If I would have done it before everybody was doing it or when it was at the very beginning, maybe. But it's too easy now to just say, well, I'm going to get a fucking sleeve. And then in two weeks, I got a fucking sleeve. Or in two years, I got this. Anybody can do it. It's not a special one. Anybody could have always done it. But to have the foresight. Like when I was a kid. The fact that they call it a sleeve now is stupid to me, too. I just had an arm full of tattoos. I don't. Why does it have to be called a fucking sleeve? It sounds cooler. It's like anything. Everything has to have a fucking cool, yeah. fucking ring. I got, to my, it, I got a mud flap tattoo. I want you to say. I want you to get a tattoo saying <laughs> I missed the boat, and then on this one saying I'm jumping on the tattoo bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, that's fucking great. Jumping on the bandwagon, yeah. right? But hey, that's yeah. just me. I don't know what it is. What it is, what it is, but but you you tend to align this way, and I could see people saying, "Well, what do you care what other people think? Why do you care that other people have tattoos? Just do you," and that is a good way to think, a hundred percent. If I was high twenty four seven, which I wish I could be, that's how my mind would think, and I probably would get tattoos. Because when I'm high, I'm a completely different person nothing bothers me and everything is just fucking peaceful and zen and i just want to enjoy the the true hippie comes out when i'm high, and i wish i could take something i really wish but, that every moment that i wasn't at work i could just have that feeling because i'd be like the most pleasant fucking person to be here i'd be the best father husband everything but it's a fact you're, you're right no and that's where everybody's going why yeah. why should we care but that that what you're doing then in a, in another side not you personally just that thought process I get it. What? What? Yeah. Who do I care? What do you believe in? Whatever it may be, but don't take away my 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 chance to make fun of it. My right to make. I'm gonna make fun of it. <laughs> True. Whether right or wrong, whether the tattoos look good or not, I gotta make fun of the fact you look like a fucking walking comic book. I gotta make fun of it because I like to do that. I don't, it's not that I can't. It's it's the comedy yeah. of it. Just like I don't care if you believe in God, don't believe in God, whatever. Again, whatever. Right. That's my mentality, but I'm going to make fun of it one way or the other. It's just like politics when we do tend to dance around into it. At the end of the day, I feel like although there might be some heatedness that comes out in our discussions, we're kind of making fun of it. Because I think at the I, I again, I feel like I kind of align with you. I hate everybody now. There's no good side. <laughs> it's a lesser of two evils, if that. And it, and, it, wow. and it sucks. There's other options, but they're That's... not necessarily any better anyway. It seems like corruption. They're the awful. In a broad oh, yeah. picture, but at the end of the day, we kind of we, we feel like we don't want to give our, give up our rights to try to try to at least make a difference. But it just feels like we're not doing that every time we uh, elect someone. And this, I feel like I could speak on behalf of both, just based on what we see. Because again, we get American uh, television and, and culture shoved down our throats here. So I think I could speak on mm-hmm. both Canadians and American side. Not for everybody, I'm just saying that you know it's our system. But there's, I wish there was a better way to do it, like you said last week. I I, there was wish no, there was and, some and other way to do this. Yeah, it's over. Don't think about it. But see, people people look at that as a negative, and I've been saying this for fucking ten years. It's over. The bad guys won. And now you could say that, boy, this guy's awfully negative. See, when I'm saying that, there is. But hold on, there is a, a, a B to that A. A, I'm saying it's over. Forget about it. Don't think about it. The B side is this. After that, B. What's that? Semicolon? Not semi. Whatever the thing is. B. And then after it is, so just shut your mind off and enjoy the little life you have on this planet, your short life. Surround yourself with people that don't stress you out and enjoy it and don't think about those things. I'm not saying, oh, man, we're fucked. Life sucks because yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. To a or degree, you're not storming, I am. You're not storming. And I'm not I'm not saying the capital. I'm, you know what? I, I, I know that because that's been in recent I would like news again. To. 
But I mean, it, it, it's like, but that doesn't solve anything. It, it, that's the that's the funniest part of the whole thing. It just it just well, revolt. Yeah, well, the only thing that's ever going to solve anything is is revolt or bo- or boycott, and nobody has the pre- and the thing is, no one's going to come together because divide and conquer has ultimately worked. It was it was the plan by the man put in years ago, and now we're way too far divided to for for anyone to come together for any cause. There could be one cause that said, "Hey, if you do this." Honestly, I, I don't believe there's one cause. Someone could even say, if we all come together and sign this thing, world peace will 100% happen. If I, People still would not come together and Absolutely sign Absolutely not. Like, I, the only way to do of, this, I propose another civil war for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to be included because you guys are the, we'll some of the loud, loud popcorn. Dude, <laughs> some of the biggest fucking snowflakes I know live in Canada. And they're fucking always talking about them. And again, I know this because I used to be on Facebook and I knew some of these people. And when I say the word snowflake, it isn't because I don't like the left. I don't like the right either. They're fucking extremists. I got I, names for everybody. Snowflakes I, just seem to be the biggest bad guys presently now. That's all. I just true. go by whatever's making me angrier at the time. And it and, happens to be now. So be it. Well, but but I don't like any of them. Any, it, any side. Oh, It's been coming out a lot more. I know you don't. And it's becoming out a lot more now that it used to be. And again, there was no radical anything. It just used to be the right. And that used to be like, well, again, not if you were a Republican, but the bad guys or something like that. Like that, they were the ones right. that always seemed to want to shove an agenda down oh, someone's I throat. Whatever. Them. Now yeah. it is the yep. left or the extreme yes. left or whatever. Mm-hmm. The radical, whatever. Yeah. Everything's extreme, radical, whatever. It's not just because it can't just be left or right anymore. That's just too, too easy. No, it's always going to be. Can't be. It's got to be Uber. It's like Uber Jason. Not even. <laughs> there's not even Democrats and Republicans anymore. Yeah. Like regular old school ones, the ones that used to be around. Like now you have to. If you're on this side, not only do you have to be this, you can't have. You can't believe in this. You can't have this. You can't have this. You can't agree. Like everyone has to have. They have to check every single box to be on one side. Now, once upon a time, both sides they voted Republican or they voted Democrat, but they still had. You know what I mean? They were still on the fence about certain things and still could share opinions. And now everything's very, very extreme. Like you could you could just think it's almost like you could take a list and say, OK, let's talk about the left and let's talk about the right. I'm not even talking about Republicans and Democrats because that's not what they are anymore. And say, so hear this. OK, put this box here and put like 10 boxes on each side. Check, 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 check. That's you. That's definitely you. You could take every one of them on each side and they all feel the same way about why are we talking about this? We're not supposed I, to. I'm sorry. I know. But again, no. real life but it's just, it's just, it's a frustrating because it, you saw the evolution of that too. Just like the yeah, slasher film. I did. I, there's no comparison yeah. whatsoever, but I'm just throwing that in there so that we don't get like destroyed in the comments later. The reality is that remember back in the day, you might've had one, two neighbors that put out their, 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 the political signs when, when election time came, oh. maybe most people never talked about it. Now right. the they have it tattooed days. on their forehead. Call back the right. tattoos, you fucking morons. Anyway, let's get... <laughs> right. Right. Trump, tattoos. 2014. Uh, right. I don't think it'll be Biden because he, he probably won't be alive. But I mean, whoever. 2014. <laughs> <Or> two, <laughs> 2024. Back in time. Yeah. Back in time. Biden was dead. <laughs> they just gave him a. They reanimated him with that, the, the Jeffrey oh, Combs shit. special. <laughs> they, <laughs> we just interject a little horror reference here and there, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! We gotta give them. We gotta give them a pass. They could talk about whatever as long as there's a little, you know, jism of horror here and there throughout the, well, the conversation." 
It's real life horror. It's real yeah. life horror. Speaking of real life horror, this is this this works out perfectly. So Eric Webster sent me something yesterday. Oh, and he got... sent it to me too, and I'm like, no, nope, not telling Dave. <laughs> I'm not telling. You know, I, I thought he, he should have just sent it to me and saved it, son of a bitch. So I could have. Well, yeah. Tim Hortons has done it. They've done it. This coffee company has been spying on customers with its app, according to the Canadian government. Once again, the Canada, and I've said this before, they are quietly conservative. They act like they're, like I just said, all these snowflakes here in Canada. They act like they're so fucking liberal, but they keep doing all the, their government keeps acting very conservative. Well, this isn't the government, but it's still, it's still a fucking corporation, although they are owned by Burger King now. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Is Burger King also spying on its people? I think it's just him's that are doing it. What are they spot? Hey, this time, guess what, guys? He orders a Whopper and cheese every day. Today, he ordered it without cheese. <laughs> like, who the fuck is looking at this fucking data? Everybody's like, data is key. Data is key. It's sensitive location. information. It's location. Who gives a fuck? That they were all apps were doing this two years ago until they put that new, or a year ago even. I think it was a year when they put that new um, provision. Apple put it into play to 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 make sure if apps are tracking, you could stop it or you have that power. Yeah. Um, private, but like, you can, but, but I, I didn't know but, the Tim Hortons no. one was doing it. Sorry. So continue. I'm being a jerk. It jerk. says, no, 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 not at all. No, it says Tim Hortons was able to collect data on its, on its customers locations as often as every few minutes. So everywhere you're going, if yeah. you have this fucking app, they know where you're at. If, if they want to find out why, I don't know. I don't, that's what it's saying. Why, uh, Wait, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. What can he be doing? He's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that on camera. But you missed it because you weren't even looking at me. <laughs> I know, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. You don't want to see it. If I could go back in time, you know, just like 2014. <laughs> Rage. I don't... And not, not join exploding heads. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch this video now for a fact. Wow. They recorded their GPS coordinates over 2,700 times in five months. The tracking occurred even when the app was not in use. So they're up to something. I don't know what they could possibly do with all this sensitive information. It's no, it's no but, different uh, than like what I read like the, two years ago, that Russia, which I never trusted. Like, again, Rocky Four tipped me off, and I've always been anti-Russia ever since. Sorry, but that's my belief. I've just never, it's the one country that I'm like, these people are not up to any good. Why does no one in the country smile? Not, there's not one you look at any photo in the history of russia not one person smiling obviously i'm exaggerating but anyway where i'm going with it is Maybe. they were tapping into like they said that they you know they get the wi-fi codes or whatever it is and they're tapping into looking at the the front office of a dental clinic i'm like a front office of a dental clinic who the fuck cares <laughs> who's watching this that's that's what they got to resort to in russia tv it's like hey look i'm watching the dental front office channel <laughs> right look Look who's waiting in the waiting room. Is that Kristen from Exploding Heads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine this. We're like household names. Is he getting a, is he getting a, a half scaling, a full scaling? What's going on here? Like there's all these unanswered <laughs> questions they've got. But that's true. It's a true story. They were like, I, and again, I guess it could get a little weird because if you've got cameras set up in your house, they could, they could then intercept and, and whatever but that's the the reality of the world that we're living in or in now with this digital era and everything is like connected we're all connected 
No, we're all connected, all right. You got to yeah. shut off your fucking location is, yeah. is what it comes down to. That saves everything. Problem is, I used to be that guy that always had it off, just like I always had my ringer off. However, with my job, because I'm a fucking complete idiot, I GPS every place I go. Not every, I mean, I, I when I drive to work and when I drive home, of course not. But a lot of places when I go to work and this and I'm going to, I GPS shit. I've been doing it for a while. So it's a lot easier to have your GPS already on pardon me to have your location already on so the last like three four years at work i've left it on but now i know that that everything's being picked up and it is scary because out of nowhere just yesterday i went on youtube and the third thing down said horror movies 1994 posted by some guy that i've never listened to now the discussion of 1994 horror has come up in my life the last few months because of the 22 shot show so how odd is that? Like, so they hear me mention it here, yeah. and it comes up on fucking YouTube. That's, to me, that is a little yeah. scary. I'm not going to be extreme. Like, I don't know what side fears it more. Probably the right. Either I'm not going to be that extreme about it. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're coming to get me. They're going to take my guns away. They're going to do this. They're going to frisk me. They're going to take every liberty and fucking freedom I have away. I'm not that paranoid about it. But I'm, but I'm not going to say that I, 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 I welcome it, that I enjoy that it's happening. Of course I don't. I don't like it. Well, but we, but we know what's happening. That's the, the weird thing for marketing. Right. Marketing is key. Now we know how we can target the marketing. All I know is that I'm being targeted marketing. So I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's a targeted ad. Boom, done. I mean, it's subconsciously, is it having some it effect sucks. on me? Maybe. This is the part that I didn't go to school for to learn. But if the fact that we're self-aware of it, maybe that helps circumvent the 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 um, conditioning, whatever it may be that they're trying to achieve here. The smart person would download the Tim Hortons app and just go from home to Starbucks, back home to Starbucks, ha, go home ha, ha. to Starbucks, and say, fuck nice. you, Tims. <laughs> right, right. No Drink of Timmy's. <laughs> <laughs> I already went to Timmy's this morning, as a matter of fact. Shit. But, and, but don't know. buy anything at Starbucks because that's fucking god awful. God, I, everybody loves Starbucks. Everybody raves about Starbucks. I go to Starbucks and I shit for a week. I don't know what it is with their coffee. It just, it just, it just intercepts everything. It's just like it just liquefies wow. everything in my system. I like it. A regular cup of coffee and a, and a white mocha I like from Starbucks occasionally. Not much that I do. They it. still it's sell like the treat. white mocha? I thought that got canceled. <laughs> I show, yeah, now, now they have to call it the Caucasian mocha? Yeah. <laughs> just mocha. Can I get the... Well, here's what... The fairer I don't mocha? Get... <laughs> I don't care. I just gave blood the other day, right? And this, yeah, I notice this all the time when I go in and do anything. I gotta check a box. This, this, this. It always says AIDS white. Check. <laughs> Sorry. <Right. laughs> I don't think white is the fucking thing that people should be classified as. It doesn't say black for black folks, does it? No. Why should it say white? That that's like being put into a corner. Caucasian, I can live with. Although, I don't truly yeah. consider Italians Caucasian. I think that we're closer to fucking Latinos than we are fucking whitey whites like fucking irish and german and polish we're nothing like those people those are fucking white bread motherfuckers italians have flavor like latinos do there's a different type of fucking i yeah (laughs) exactly yeah you brought this up on the show i remember you saying that you hate that well i was just watching the bill burr comedy uh friends that kill it's a comedy special on Netflix in case, because Dave never hears of these things. He's like, why is this the first I've ever heard of it? I don't know. I'll check your Netflix, Netflix feed once in a while. I canceled it. Oh, well, there you go. That's why you haven't MB. heard of it. MB. MB's rocking and rolling, homie. MB's well, check it on MB or MB or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Bill Burr, Friends That Kill. Uh, decent. Not as good as uh, the Ricky Gervais ones, but 
Uh, Bill Burr is funny, but there's an Italian guy that comes out, and he has a joke that I've been wanting to say forever. It sums it up. He goes, he goes, Italian. He goes, Italians. We we became white in the 1940s. He goes, we weren't we weren't considered white before Sinatra, and it's true. It's like he was like, you fucking dirty Italian over there. Never. Then they were right because they came over and they worked and whatever. Now they were they were okay. They were in. Well, so, because they learn the language like almost right well, away. We're one of the, for the few most part. people that. Well, yeah, but you know what? I mean? We're one of the yeah. few people, people that came from another country off the boat in, in the land of opportunity during that time yeah. and all that shit. When everybody's migrating to the United States and North America, when that went down, the Italian people made a point that within the next generation, they were all going to speak the language because they knew they couldn't make money unless they did. Where other people come to the country and never want to learn, and that's their business. That's I think they're doing them their their own selves a disservice. But honestly, it's none of my business, so I don't care. But I know that the Italians came over here and they all made it a point. Now, less than a hundred years later, and it's there's there's sadness to it as well. There is a negative, like the Italian language has all all been but fucking erased from my people's in this country. The people, that, I mean, I'll have really? some slang, all oh. this and that. But I mean, well, think about it. Does it, who do you know speaks Italian? Uh, like every uncle that I have, <laughs> yeah. Do they? Oh yeah, oh, that's they, wonderful. At home, they okay. still speak, but they, but again, that's they great. came, they worked, but they stayed. They went into construction because that's where yep, the Italians ended up going, and they would yep. be able to speak Italian. But what you're right about is that they wanted to learn the language as well, so they yep. learned the language. Now, do they speak with heavy accents still? Every one of my still living uncles, because most of them have passed away, unfortunately, but that the reality of life. Um, my mom has no accent because she came over the youngest and, and whatever. Right. But that was it's just the reality of it. But at home Your mom came over? At home. She came over? She came over with her she, she came over at the time with her oldest wow. brother and sister who were old enough to be her parents and came over I and was adopted know. by her oh. aunt. And she grew up wow. in Niagara Falls, Canada, and okay. and that's where she was. So she came over at age four. So, but so she both said, of your parents are Italian. Yeah, well, my mom was born in Italy. My dad was born in Toronto, but he his parents came from Italy. So they came from Italy, went to New okay. York. So they came to New York. You know the the oh, old okay. joke, Tony to New York. <laughs> That's why yeah, every Italian's uh-huh. go Tony. Uh, and then they came to yeah. New York, but they decided not to stay. And so I could have been American, <laughs> right? <laughs> or half American. I could have been a they, contender. They stayed there for a bit. I, I and I, I don't know the full story. I'd have to ask my one remaining aunt on my dad's side because. My dad's long gone, and again, I don't retain. I, I've I've been so bad. My wife has retained more of my family history than I have. It's the way my mind works. You know, I always think right. I'm going to be able to hear the story over and over again, and now, and of course, you don't. You're not able to because he's gone. But anyway, so then the family moved, and and they came to Toronto. Um, so they crossed over into Canada and came to Toronto. And that's the uh, and my mom in Niagara Falls, and that's they met in Toronto when my mom was at university. And, so and. But that's cool though, because you have people that have preserved the language in your family. Where yeah, my family, I feel like so, I mean, they okay. know it. My father knows more, and my uncles know more. But they're eighty four, eighty nine. They're up there. They're not going to be on the planet a whole lot longer. So they're there. I know words that I use. I know slang. I know this. I know a couple. You know, I talk about certain things. There's probably less than a hundred Italian words that I that I know. I can't speak wow. a sentence in Italian. I can tell you that. Okay, but. I know a few people that speak it, but aside from that, I don't know. I only know that people that I know, like between like, you know, anybody under the age of 70, for the most part, they are not really fluent in it where they can converse is what I'm saying. Oh, I, but I it's don't different. know. 
I know uh, Fungul, you know, like uh, that's it. Like I know what's what you tell it is you. Uh, you probably know more Italian than I do. Again, languages weren't my forte. No retention. Right. As you can tell by English, cinema, <laughs> cinematography, whatever it may be. It's just my, the, right. the way I am, the way I'm wired. Uh, but your but, kids aren't going to talk one lick of it, and neither is does my daughter. No, or that's what I'm no, saying. It's going to exactly. be gone. It's going to be erased. Well, that's so what they're there, worried about in Italy. Thing. Italy itself might be erased. You know, Elon Musk gets his new. It's it's Tesla, SpaceX, and saving Italy. <laughs> that's wow. I don't. I'm Fucking paraphrasing, no. but ultimately he's worried because he says the country's dying because nobody's having kids anymore, and the old generation, a lot of them are dying off. Uh, COVID didn't help that, but I mean just. Naturally, a lot of them are dying off, are dying off anyway. Hey, we're overpopulated. Life. Fuck yeah. having kids. We're overpopulated. They should oh. they, they should do that more than the states. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. But they should just see no one's making them not have kids. They made the conscious decision. Well, we're tired of having kids and fucking and spending our money and this and that and the other thing. And this country's overpopulated. Was this a conscious decision made by Italians? If so, fucking bravo to them. Well, this is this is what. This is what goes back to hard work. Whenever I think, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm working, like, he worked construction. He had five kids. He worked construction. I don't know the ins and outs if they ever worried about money. But from an an outsider being his nephew, but looking in, when I go to the house, there's not just food on the table. An Italian meal, you went to their house, it was a multi-course meal. For Christmas, forget about it. Turkey was like oh, yeah. the last thing on the menu. Uh, for sure. Everything else you had. It was crazy. As, as you yeah. probably well know on fish and this, that, and the other thing. It, a feast of all feasts, but it was like that if you just went over for Sunday dinner. And it was like that throughout yeah. the week. You went over, he cut his own capicolo for you, his own homemade wine. Like it was all the tradition. He would talk to me in English and I would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, like Carrie would be like, you don't know what he's saying. I'm like, he could be telling me he wants to jerk me off downstairs. I don't know. I'm just going, yeah, yeah. In I, English? In English. It was <laughs> such a heavy accent. And again, just the way my I, I, my mind, I'm like, Durr. so I, I'd be trying to grasp on every, yeah, like every third word, right? And then. And then yep. you catch whatever. I think he said jerk off. Uh, okay, I'll be, be down in the room to the left. The first room to the left. <laughs> Meet me in five minutes, CEO. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. But I mean, that, I'm half kidding. Bottom line is it's going to be gone. Our, our yeah. people, it's gone. Where other people, see, there's something to be said about that. But again, Italians are still, they still preserve the other stuff. The stuff that we do on Sundays, the Italian old school shit, it is all still there and it probably always will be as long as you pass it on to the next generation. You don't necessarily have to speak the language. You can still have all those traditions and do all that stuff. Again, I'm not one I'm not one for pride anyway, but still yeah. you still want to do that. So but that's a whole other topic of conversation. And yeah. if you get into it with people, it's gonna turn into a political thing. But I will say that I think that people would do better for themselves. To learn the languages as quickly, as swiftly as possible so they can get better paying jobs. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Whatever people want to do, they want to do. And, and I do think there's I think there's people on both sides of the political spectrum that have their ideas about it. Problem is, I think that both sides are doing them a disservice at the end of the day. But that's another story. We have to address one more thing Ooh. before we take a quick break Ooh. and do these reviews. Yes. You. You yeah. had to bring it up. It was your deal. Well, this actually, is interesting. Actually, you know what it, was, happened. <laughs> it was on our Facebook page. So okay, out, well, of the blue, out of the blue, one of our listeners, one of our listeners posted the fact, I don't know if they just put a review in or whatever, but they looked at the reviews, the most recent reviews, and they saw that we got like a one star review. 
Unreal. And it, and and with the with the headline out, one star, May twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two, by Sean Smack. They there were hanging on by a thread, and the Purge franchise reviews sealed the deal. So we were, and I read that correctly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was what they put. So I didn't. It, it, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know if he knows how many episodes we're up to now, but. <laughs> All right. What could have happened on the purge? He would have been Did out. we get too political or oh, something? I have no clue. Maybe the fact that we liked them, or I think I liked them. I don't know if you all liked them, but I, I don't yeah, know. There's the no most... cut. There's no more detail. I'm like, smack. Give me something to, to, to chew on here. Like, I, I got He'll nothing. He'll never hear it. Yeah. He'll never hear it. He's not going to listen to us anymore. He's out. And he's obviously a YouTube or not even, maybe not even a YouTube, maybe just a, someone who listens on Apple. It's got to be, you know it's I mean? got to be, it's got to be, well, you're right. You're right. It could have been same thing. Could have been that, and you know what? He he would have never made it because once we got into the the we, I don't the BS shows hadn't officially started yet. In in the we're, we're again for patrons and anybody that's coming to oh, this yeah. timestamp standpoint, we're still before we introduced the BS show into the mix. And I swear that BS show people are going to be like, "What the fuck did this podcast turn into?" <laughs> Patrons right. know because it was the bonus episode turned into an episode, and then. Right. But for anybody else, it's just going to be watching the show again. Maybe we we announce it, we announce it, so maybe we'll we'll ease them into it. But who knows? But with the true the true blue fans and listeners, I hate using the true term blue. fans. Sorry, the listeners will just listen. I'm the same way. We'll listen anyway, and right. they'll skip through if they don't like it and whatever, and go with that way because that's what we are. That's what the show's become. Wait till they hear that Brandon hasn't been on the show for ten episodes. Oh boy! Right, yeah, I know that's that's trouble. The funny so part I is, want we to gain listeners something. during that part. We, I, I, I'm projecting into the future. I'm getting B. We've been in contact with B, so hopefully yeah, this is going to be coming back. But we're not putting any pressure. We're just saying, hey, no. when, whenever you're ready. He just had his birthday, so um, yeah. If you yeah. didn't know that, you know, wish B a happy birthday. We did it privately because I, I'm not posting shit to Facebook much anymore. If at You're all. out too, huh? If Watson's no, I'm out on now. It. I'm on. Everybody's I'm there. I got out. my profile. I got whatever. But I'm I'm not. I'm engaging in text and whatever. And if someone tags me on something, I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll respond or, or or whatever. But I'm not. I'm not actively posting shit. Join the revolution. Get off of Facebook. Stop watching trailers. In Join group. the revolution. The truly thing I'm going to keep, to, but in our group I try to act because no one else is no one else. I'm the only one keeping. If if I wasn't on there, our 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 our, our Facebook things would be dead. We might as well just close it up for See? good. So I'm I'm posting up. We had a few new people join, and it's funny. I did. I know usually, let's let's uh, welcome the new members. I did it for the first you know time what? in like a long time, and there was like you know, some, you know, good responses from that. So. Maybe I'll pay him a visit. Maybe I'll come back on Father's Day because it's Father's Day and I'll say something nice. Maybe I'll pay a visit. You know what I we should do? In that regular group page for everybody, just just a little reminder. Hey, we're on Patreon. These are the old shows. All the new shows are here. $3 to join. I might yeah. come on there and pimp and talk. I might just spend 30 minutes on Facebook. I might come on Father's Day, post a picture of me and my old man or something, whatever the hell, me and my daughter, yeah. put up a couple things, you know what I mean? Then do a couple things in the feed and then go say hello and then drop in on the group page, pay a little visit, and then unplug until August the 2nd, my birthday. But that, that you know, I, I just might, because there are some times I'll come on. So yeah. I want to say something about the YouTube, though, as long as we're on the topic, because we have 
987 subscribers. Yeah. We we are lucky number 13 away from 1,000. Guys, help us get to 1,000. There's I don't know what's going to happen in 1,000, but I see other shows that have 2,003 and 4, and I see they got ads and they got this and they got that, and they, they come up more in the algorithms. And how many times have people commented on our stuff on YouTube saying, oh, this channel should be bigger? Well, listen, yeah. the only way that's going to happen is if you subscribe to us on YouTube. Go on the thing, look us up, hit the subscribe button. It's not going to matter dick to you. It's nothing it's not going nothing's going to change. Seriously. And any any video you see by us, like it. Give it that thumbs up. I didn't know this was such a big deal until recently. And then please do that. Just stop what you're doing for 2 minutes and go do that and then give us a rating. Now we got to combat that thing on iTunes. We want to get a solid, you know, we're 4.6. 5 would be nice. And subscribe on iTunes even if you're not going to listen. Just all these subscriptions help us out. That's what we need to do. And give us a five-star rating if you want to. But, I mean, it's another reminder. I try not to do it a lot. But I was just looking at the YouTube, and I'm like, 987. We don't even have 1,000. We could get 1,000. I know we can. You know, well, so. It, it, it's yeah. funny. When uh, when Jason Smith first started listening, I think he had less than that. And he just built his channel up. And he's got over 10,000. Well over 10,000 subscribers See? now. Um, well, he and, probably puts out three videos a week or four. Or he does, he puts know. out he puts out a lot of content. Yeah, I and, and again and again, I... and I hate using the term content, but I guess that's the, the way to describe it because that's what every feel like that's what everybody calls it. Like influencers, I don't know what else to call it, but I just hate the term. Like, oh, you got to have the content, the content, the content, and and he doesn't at least he doesn't pimp himself as a influencer or anything like that. He's a, a stand up person. Right. Even though he hasn't Certainly. listened, he's like so many episodes behind now because he's putting too much content. Everybody out. is. <laughs> and anyway, well, we gotta get in these content, reviews. We gotta get in these yeah, reviews. Yeah, we do. We'll and keep me... us on fucking track. We're gonna do it. All right, let's take a quick break. A two, come back, do them. We're still on good pace. We're good. So we'll, yep. we'll see you guys in just a second. Two thousand five, coming at you live. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start right in. Sorry, you year. froze for a second. So I saw you're still drinking on my head, and I'm like, oh, he's ready to go. He's he's rocking. Yeah. It, it's I'm a great. All right. It was a great year, and you know we had talked about some of these films in previous episodes before, so it's kind of great to talk about this one because I've been wanting to do it for a long time. So we're going to jump into Hostel, two thousand five, directed by Eli Roth. Three backpackers head to a Slovak city that promises to meet their hedonistic expectations, with no idea of the hell that awaits them. Hell awaits, Slayer. So. Man, let me tell you, Hostel, I don't know what I've said over the years on this show or in passing. I've always yep. been very high on Hostel. Always have been. Yep. Matter of fact, I, did we ever do a show when we talked about the top 20 of the millennium so far? Or anything? Yeah, or, or oh, yeah we have. This? We have. And I think I, oh, I believe I it what may have made rated. one of our, our lists. But uh, we've done so many lists over the years. It's hard to remember. Everything. I'm going to look it up. I know we've done the because list. Luckily, I just don't remember if, if for... For sure. I'm pretty sure you and I had it on the list. I don't know if Brandon did, but I think he likes this movie too, to be honest. Oh, but, well, I'll tell you what. I guarantee it was on my list because I know how I feel about it, yeah. but I'm going to have to find it. I know we do have the Exploding Heads um, thing on there, which I never mess with, but uh, uh, when when it was started, all the cool lists were put on there. So it's great. Top 20 movies of all time, go-to movie scores, you know, everything, top 20 horror films about all these top 20 shows we did and things like that are top up to top 17 to 17. They're all there. Our slasher lists are there. Top 20 to watch in October. It was my number 20. 
It was my number 20, but I look at my list now and I think things may shit would have shifted a little bit because there's a couple that I can't believe are off that list. But again, again, we were doing the top 20 of the millennium, but it was my number 20. I'll tell you what, it was my number 14. So nice. yeah, how about that? What a list. Yeah, it was my number 14. If I'm doing it again today, it's going to be in a different, it's going to be in a different place. I, I don't know how many are still going to be on this list. Yeah. If I look at it now. Exactly. We, we did this pre 2018. True. So yeah, we did. So there's no the hereditary midsummer would definitely be on that list, and they're not oh, on this no list. No question. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. So for me, list, I'd have a few more. Suspiria. This list would change drastically. Uh, <laughs> yes, for yeah, for sure. I'm gonna do another one, man, because it's again, I'm making all these lists anyway for our top 200 anyway. So I have all these ones here, and I'm like, wow, okay. So I knew I've always been pretty high on it. I've always said it's it's one of the best of, of, of the millennium at that time. So, you know, so I've always been very qu- quite fond of it. And I watch it frequently enough every couple of years that it's a movie that I love so much. I can just put it in any time, even though it has some graphic stuff. It's just a movie that I'm very comfortable watching any time. There aren't a whole lot of movies that are like that all I don't know that that are more modern like 2005 it's really weird when I think about 2005 I look at a movie like House of Wax and it seems very much of its time in many ways now when I watch Hostel some of the subject matter and the way the kids talk is of its time to a degree but aside from that everything else the look of the film and what's going on in the film to me does not really represent 2005 it's almost like a timeless classic to me now when I watch it Agreed. I you, you, no, agreed. I, I think what dates it is the use of fag and, and the derogatory terms I, that are uh, that are that are shot out there that will obviously push it back. But I mean, now we could say that about any movie from the eighties and nineties because that word was thrown around um, left, right, and center. But ultimately, um, it actually, I, I've seen this movie numerous times, and it still surprises me. Which is how funny how we've evolved, as we were saying, or just matured with our view. When it when when it is thrown out there because I think he says it like two possibly three times um the main character uh, um why oh in the beginning yeah uh, it's it's a little jarring because you're like oh wait like if my daughter watched this I could see you know like her generation it's definitely a totally different generation you know that the pronoun generation is is a totally different generation um see it's weird though I will tell you this I thought this too and I did think that these words weren't used anymore. But what my daughter tells me, it's quite the opposite at her school. And from the, when I hear things that, that she does, it's like nothing's changed from the 80s. Oh, okay. She's like, I have friends that are in this and this, and they have this day, and they have this day. And she goes, I'm, I'm going to be careful today not to wear anything that has any color on it, because if I do, people are going to think I'm gay. Because they have a day now. They had they had a thing for whatever week, because it was the last couple weeks of school. So if you want to represent anything like that, you wear anything rainbow colored. So my daughter doesn't, it isn't that she doesn't want to be looked at as gay because she's against them. She couldn't care. Matter of fact, she's actually pretty friendly with that crowd. However, she even thought about joining that group, which was supposed to be for both, but but she tells me, well, but only gay people joined. It was yeah. supposed to be the straight gay audience. But, but she has, she's down with the scene, but... They get made fun of so much still wow. that okay. she doesn't want to portray herself. In so this is what it's like. I, I felt like you. I didn't know this until recently. I thought that the <laughs> well, world had changed, but high school, according to what my daughter says, I go, "What words do people use about this and this?" And they're all the same words that were used when we were kids for everything, oh, not just I, for gay. See, 
So it's, it's still funny. happening. I, I'd always use like cock sniffer. I'd like to I like to play a little bit out of the like because also I never cared, right? But if it was ever like again, it, it just like like I said, fag was too easy. It's too easy, and it, it it is derogatory, and I never cared. So like cock sniffer was funnier because it could be anybody. It could just be around like <laughs> like who wants to sniff cock? But but that that would be All a, right. a cock sniffer. And the word. The use of the word fag, and I'm not defending it. I'm not going yeah. down this road at all. But when it's being used in this movie, which, by the way, what I love about this movie is that it's an hour and a half long, and it hits the ground running. Ooh. You come in the first yeah. 10 minutes, our boom, 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 let's go here. Let's go to the club. They're going to get thrown out of here. They're going to go and get these these prostitutes here. It's, you get to know these characters right away, what they're doing. They're, they're horny kids. They're going out there doing their thing. But they get thrown out of the club, and they talk about it. And they, the word is used a lot. But it's not used, and people don't get mad at me. I'm not defending the use of the word. But when they are using the word in the movie, and they say fag and they say gay, they're not using it as a that that gentleman or that that, that woman over there is a homosexual. Let's call them a fucking faggot because they're gay. It's not that. It was a word that's thrown around just as an insult. I'm not defending it. Don't come at me. I'm just saying the way it was used here, much like the way a lot of the times it was used when we were kids, was in that manner. I understand why it's offensive now. I, I get that. And some yeah. homosexuals are offended by it. I know some, they use it. Well, yeah, so it exactly, doesn't matter. Right? It, it, their thing. But, uh, you know, I'll say another one more time. I'm not defending it, but the way they are using it in this movie wasn't like hate or malicious but it's still, you know, it's, you know, it's not a good look. How it, well, it's not a good look, and what it does is it hinders the. And again, you don't have to have overly likable characters, and maybe some will say that doesn't bother me. Right. I like them or don't like them, but maybe make them just a little bit more relatable by maybe them not having. I know they have the 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 one guy that like the 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 Carter guy that's supposed to be or the writer or whatever he's going to be doing, and his more right, outspoken right. friend and, and whatever. Like I, I guess. They play that, and the great thing about how they play with that is you assume the more outspoken guy is going to be the one that gets killed first. <laughs> and not only does he not die first, he ends up being the hero, not, the hero of the film in a sense. And this movie, Paxton. this movie was the like although Saw may have started it again. Your favorite term. This is the movie that really Agreed. hit that torture porn label. But the I funny agree. part of it is, it's still not as much on screen. There's on screen there. But it's more sound effects and reactions and, 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 and whatever that you see here. So there is on screen, and, and a lot of that's reserved for that that eyeball scene at the end, which is more of a homage Ooh. to like a Lucio Fulci than than anything torture porn related. Uh, <sighs> funny enough, but that that oh. sequence, or or even street trash for that matter, but that sequence um, is probably the most graphic. I'm not saying there's just not graphic stuff here, but a lot of it is aftermath. This movie, you like you said, it hit all the right notes when I saw it there. Um, I wasn't young enough to have been like, this is going to be my favorite movie, but had I been 10 years younger, I bet this would have been my favorite horror movie at the time because it hit every note. You had them traveling, being adventurous, being in unfamiliar territory, the unknown, if you will, wanting to get laid, the pretty pretty women and whatever just like whoa this is mm -hmm. like just just you're thrown into this world i'm there and they're having fun and whatever and you're just they're a bunch of guys and then uh all they the hell that awaits them as i said in the description is a perfect example this this fucking uh torture dungeon of uh uh in a in a secluded like sort of 
destroyed, abandoned area. And not only that, but the people are paying to be there. And I know you've mentioned that on the show before. That uh, that's I your favorite it. line. He's like, it's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote it down this time yeah. because I wanted, because to me, nobody talks about that scene. And I remember the first time I saw it in the theater and it was like a, like almost like a jaw dropping. Like, yeah. what the fuck's he talking about? Cause he says, you know, Oh God, this is what it says. Yeah. He's like, I'll pay you five times, 10 times. You know, Josh is trying to be let, let out of the situation that he's in. And he's like, pay me. No one is paying me. In fact, I'm the one paying them. And yeah. then he kills them. Like, yeah. What the fuck does that mean? When have you ever seen this premise on any film ever? What, you, he, what is he doing? He's paying them for what? To kill you? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that that's always struck a nerve with me. I was like, holy shit. What, what, what kind of ride are they taking us for? It, it always blew me away. I think yeah. the premise of this film is fucking incredible. I really do. Looking back on it now, even in 2005, when it first came out, I remember telling I was living in Vegas and my brother came to visit me. And I remember telling him, it just come out on, on Blue or DVD at the time, whatever. And I said, this is the movie. I go, this is the best new movie that's out right now. And this was after Devil's Rejects, I think. And to look back on it, you have Devil's Rejects. You have, now at the time, I didn't love it as much as I do now, but I'm talking about The Descent. The Descent is another one. Yeah. But the descent Same in this here. one and then yeah. Devil's Rejects are, are the big three. But I remember at the time, I was like, fucking hostile. This is the movie you want to see. I was high on it the first time I saw it. And I've always really loved it. I actually kind of want to watch part two now, which I am fond of. But I want to see I like part two. If, if part two lacks what part one has as far as the technical aspects of it. I don't know, because I think the technical aspects of this film are one of, it's a big plus. It looks great. There's some excellent shots. Mm -hmm. uh, just, he really took his time. To me, this is Eli Roth's best film by far. By fucking far. I think he really put everything into this movie, and I want to see two. Two is a lot like one, except for, you know, females and different stuff, and they hit some of the same beats. But I want to go back and see if he tried as hard I think he did because uh, I remember there being just a little bit more. Um, the set pieces were a little bit more elaborate. I think into uh, not to its detriment. Oh yeah. I mean, I I, yeah, I, I the 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 cast is great. I like the the, mm -hmm. the plot twist at the end. I like the switcheroo because he did do the guys here, and it could be viewed as sexist depending on your mentality and and how you look at it and the, the way that they're talking and what they're going out for. Yeah, but guys um, get killed. Uh, Who gets no, killed? I, guys. I, again, I know, so they get punished again for it as well. So it's whoops, sorry. <laughs> wouldn't be me if i didn't hit the damn mic uh and it's the way it, it, it's the way it is and that's that's what this movie is but the sequel reverses it but they also have that subplot with the two guys that are 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 going to do it and the one that's hesitant and the one that can't wait and then and how the and right. and their um situation there i mean it does give a little bit more background to the corporation a little bit more maybe kind of give a yeah, face to it as well, um, as opposed to it being a little bit more ominous in this one, which I think works for the first movie, and I think you needed to do something a little bit more for the second one to I agree to elevate it a bit more or to differentiate it a bit more. But as a standalone, getting back to this one, I love the the inclusion of the kids, the factor of the kids, and uh, and and what do you need to do there, and how they use that in the the, the story. I do know they, they wedge, again, for character development, they wedge that story in of he witnessed the kid drowning and he wished he could do I more. Figured. 
So why he needs to go back to help that woman screaming. It is a little bit of a leap of, of that's the one thing in the movie is his heroic turn. Cause you're in that hell and you're hearing people scream. He can't different. Maybe he just hears that it's a woman and he's like, I got to help that person. I don't know. If he knows it's that girl that he was supposed to travel right. with Kinda. that morning, yeah. but it's like, he's out the door ready to get going. And he hears some screaming. There's been screaming the whole time he's been in there. So that, that, that's my only quibble. I mean, I do like it. I do like how that all plays out and how they leave and, and go and what happens with her when she sees her reflection and says, well, this is fucked. And it just throws herself in front of oh, that train. And that fuck. that scene allows a distraction for him to get away as well. So I think it was orchestrated well in that regard of why it all played out. But just the hell, the the the, the poster art that they use for this movie. Go look at some of the additional posters because you've got the the main one there, but there's one that looks like it's a ripoff of Maniac almost where like he's holding the severed head and standing there. There's ones yeah. where it's just the, the instruments of evil <laughs> or of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one where the mask and like there's all An these instrument different... Of evil. Yeah, instrument of evil. <laughs> uh, all these different different poster arts and I think they had fun with that and I love that aspect of it too that he marketed it really well yeah. but yes this is literally people strapped to chairs getting tortured so yes I can understand why that term came in based on now having Saw and Saw 2 about to come out I guess at that time frame and they're like what are we seeing here what's this new trend because it was slasher movies and now it's this and torture porn became the new the new buzzword. Don't like it, just like you don't, but I can understand with this movie much more so than Saw, um, I think. The sequels of Saw, I guess I can understand because, again, uh, just the establishment and, 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 and how they uh, move forward. But it's not the be-all, end-all here. There's a lot of setup, and then they get to the yeah. horror. And, and, and it is horrific because I picture oh, myself boy. in this situation throughout yes. the whole movie. And again, that's what separates this from a lot of the other movies is that you could picture yourself and say, holy fuck, this could happen. I'm not not saying in Slovakia. I'm just saying in general. Anywhere. A fish out yeah. of water. It doesn't matter. It's being where you, in like literally when that one cop says that to him when everything's going, his friends have gone missing and this and that. And he, he's like, where are you from? And I think he says California, whatever. And he's like, what does he say? He goes, um... Oh, what the hell did he say? He goes, um, you're just something about you're so far from home or yeah. something like that. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, you are so far from home. And that's I fucking, mean, and that sums it up. Seriously. I mean, that's, we're not, he's not saying you're fucked, but he's saying, oh man, you got all this going on. You're so, it's almost like it's, and then later on, you kind you, I don't know if he's involved, but you do see that there is some type of tie in with the local government somehow. Because he looks aside and he sees the cops and they're talking. He's like, oh shit. They don't get too deep on it, but I guess well, you get all bribed. you need to know. Yeah, they're being, they're being, they're being bribed to let, to bat, uh, look the other way or not, not dive too deep into the situation. And they're all in. Yeah. The hotel, the hostel is in on it. The people that work at the hostel well, are in on it. It feels I'll like, tell you like the townspeople are in it on almost because you get like that guy wandering an oldies jacket and he's like, this is my jacket or whatever. And then other yeah, people like looking away when like, like you are looking uh, like when they're, when he's talking about certain shit happening. And so it's almost like people are aware. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, the, the, whether it's a rumor or the reality, this supposedly hurt tourism for a long time in Slovakia, even though it never was a place I wanted to visit per se, but I guess it did hurt the tourist thing that they invited Eli Roth there, all expense paid uh, to see that their country is not like how we represented it. So there is an argument to say, unnamed the country, but it, it's so difficult to do 
based on the fact yeah. that they're backpacking and they kind of need to have a destination. But I get it. I can understand. I'd be pissed off to say that too. I mean, am I mad that um, like Kevin Smith used Winnipeg uh, or Manitoba for Tusk, and that's where the guy went and became like a walrus? No, not not at all. In fact, I I, I think that elevates it for me a bit. That he, he thought Winnipeg would be a great or, or Manitoba specifically would be the province that he wanted to have this take place in. But ultimately, yeah, right. a, 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 again, it didn't hurt tourism. I don't think in Manitoba, that's for sure. <laughs> Come see the human No, maybe human for a short time. Here, it may have. Right. But, well, yeah, let's go see a horse, right? Man, who's going to Manitoba anyway? Yeah, no one. No one's choosing to go to Manitoba unless it's right. a, a, like for me for business, and they'll be the first to tell you that. <laughs> like, I'm not insulting right. them. They'll be like, "Why would you want to come here?" Although they've got great restaurants in in Winnipeg. That's it. But anyway, but back to this. You. This it, it's so good. The women are beautiful. The hostel, like you get Indeed. the great vibe. You 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 understand. You see you see the progression. You see the plants. Like that guy with the mole is planted at that hostel with those pictures that are obviously posed that look at in the pictures, and you can just see like he's there to 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 lure tourists that that he thinks want that extra that extra thing that will that that's exactly what they're after. And, they all get paid. Yeah. And and it's great and how old he disappears. You know, it's great and, yeah. and just him I go home. <laughs> and just Yeah, that shot with the head. head. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great, dude. It's yeah. so well. It's dude, I'm telling you, I I there's really uh, what you said about that 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 kind of shoehorned in thing about the character arc of that thing. It's what I always tend to complain about. Horror, just movie making 101 when they feel they have to throw it in there. So you're telling me that somebody basically, it wasn't an Eli Roth decision? This was something on the production oh, end or something? No, they, no, 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 no. I No, it was his decision. It was his, his script. Sorry if I if I worded that okay. in a weird way. This was his Maybe script. Maybe you didn't. This was his okay. script. And, and again, I, I get it. You're trying to, again, because if he doesn't, there's really no redeeming qualities to this character. He just happened to. Well, okay. He, he just happened to get in there and want to get out of there, which again, based on how the movie plays out and whatever, would have been fine as well. But I think they just give him that heroic moment so you actually care about him a little bit more so. Because he's it's not fair. he's not putting the best of light for everybody. No. You'll have a certain core group that will be like, oh, this guy's awesome or whatever. But for the general mainstream, they don't make him the most... Cool necessarily the most likable so the fact that he's put in this hell you want him to get out because you don't want to see people die they're nice enough that you don't want to have them die but ultimately yeah, oh yeah <laughs> he's the least likable of the three yeah uh, of josh lee and and and, uh, and paxton paxton's the yeah. least likable i get that i will say what they had in the beginning was a great situation when they were in there was it amsterdam yeah. when they went to the hash bar or and they went there and they went to the 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 uh the whorehouse if you will whatever it is i will say this Something about the presentation of that place. It's not for me. I never think about it being fun to go out somewhere and pay for sex or to pick up a prostitute yeah. or an escort. Or like that. For some reason, when I see it in this movie, the way the whole place looks like a spa, like a fucking <laughs> you're going in for a massage yeah. and the colors of it and the way the girls look and how they dress and how they talk. That is like a that is the that is a perfect situation. I think if I was ever in a position to do something like that in the past, that would have been one where I probably would have given in. It was a very inviting pay for sex. Very uh, inviting in whorehouse. It was though. The, can, yeah. can you agree with like the way it looked and the oh, way yeah. it was set up? Yeah, it looked very clean yeah. and very, just very inviting as opposed to, you know, 
picking up some girl at the casino and taking her to your place and, and, and having your way with her or going up to her freaking place or going to New York City like a maniac or something or at the beginning of freaking The Burning. There's nothing luxurious about that. But there's something about the look of this and the whole experience because it's legal. They're there. You know, they got hash bars. They got this. Something about that is, I don't know, it's very alluring to me. I don't know why I've never said that about a pay for sex situation, oh, yeah. but if it was going to happen, this is where well, it would have happened. It was it was much more alluring. That that was much more alluring than than the the dungeon and the torture chamber. Put it that way, no question. Wow. <laughs> but now the other girls, though. Now oh. I'll tell you what. What a great position when they first get there and they go up there and they see those two coming out. Yeah. Who are just I fucking. I love, uh, what's her name, Natalia, the dark-haired girl. I think she's just beautiful. And, and Svetlana, and the whole setup, and when they meet them and they're having a good time and all that. I think that is great. Could you imagine walking into that? Of course, yeah. it's a setup, so yeah, yeah. perfect. I love how but it's repeated what's really later. Creepy, <laughs> yeah. That's fucking oh. creepy as fuck. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. When he goes back. Yeah. Like, at first, he's checked out. They, they make yeah. him so, because he gets, and again, that whole scene always kind of wigs me out when he's at the bar. And he's drunk, he's drunk and he's drugged and he stumbles into that place by accident and he gets locked in and the music is playing loud and he hears that like chanty music in the background. It always reminds me of, and I, have you ever been like really drunk, like spinny, like feeling shitty, like, you know, you're going to get sick that night and been somewhere and had to go somewhere and like, you can hear like music in another room or other things going on or people having a good time and you hear it in your ears, but you're so fucking miserable and you're just like laying down sick. Have you ever had a situation yeah. like that, like gone into a bathroom? I, when I see him in this position, it kind of takes me back to nights like that. And it's just like a really horrible, there's like no, it's a very bad feeling when you're drunk with spins and you're going to get sick and you can't have any, any type of enjoyment and you hear loud shit and other people enjoying themselves like that close to you. And sometimes like even something you hear at that time, it will resonate with you for the rest of your life. Like you hear a song and you only heard it one time and it'll always take you back to that night when you were sick. And well, that's what I think about when I see that scene. I'm like, oh, what a terrible position. Luckily, it saved his life. Yeah, that's it. That's what saved his life. It's funny. It's funny because if he went to the washroom, he would have been fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he goes back, right? And did you notice that his room was 237? I did. I, I noticed that this time. Shining style. I didn't know this. I didn't, didn't yeah. notice that. That's awesome. Because they said he checked out. He's like, I didn't fucking check out. You know? Yeah. So he goes up there. And what's real creepy is those other two girls, another blonde and another yeah, brunette like in almost identical Miramax, positions. Yeah. And, yeah. This is what's weird. As soon as I would have saw that, if I were him, maybe he's a better person than me after all. Because now I know this is a fucking setup. And Oli and Josh, it sucks that they're gone. And Josh is like his best friend, and it's fucking horrible. But when you see something like that, you know you're dealing with some type of syndicate, some type of fucking setup. You could piece it together. I felt drugged. This happened. They, they checked yeah. me out. I come back True. and it's the exact same thing. True. Something's fucking fishy in you know, Denmark here. You're not. I gotta get the fuck out. Yeah, you're not gonna solve the case. Although he kind of does, but I would have been like, "This is True. way I mean, bigger that's... than me. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge." You're right. You're right. I would want. I would want my friend. Oli, not so much. Oli is a good guy. He was oh, fun. Whatever. You know, you can mark right. up his ass cheeks. But I mean, other than that, <laughs> I mean, I want my buddy. Yeah, I'd want, right. but. I would not feel like I had the power to get this done or to find him or to save him or whatever because I'm not fucking Liam Neeson and take him. I would have just gotten the fuck out of Dodge. I agree. And then maybe try to go to a, a more, sorry, Slovakia, civilized place in, in the context of this film to try to get help. And because I would have trust anything there. You just would have thought it was nope. all part of the crime ring. So 
And he goes back to those I, girls. Yeah, and but she knows they're and, and they're he not, goes back to them. Well, to get more answers, for whatever reason, they kind of do make it work in this movie. Because he's I, he's do, got some questions, and you you it's again upon rewatches and whatever you're just kind of like I would have been out, but he's like hey wait I want to get some answers I didn't feel so good they're laughing at them they're not made up I thought they did a good I job know. there to kind of separate me too like, that glamour the there like, they're still yes. they're still attractive but they look a lot, they look a little bit more rough around the edges in yes, those scenes do. for sure I agree I mean it's, I think it's it's yeah it's intentional yeah of course this is the fucking glamour of yeah. nighttime. And this is the fucking underbelly yeah. of the type of people we're actually dealing with. You know what I mean? And they're talking with that guy and, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking, yeah. see, it adds to it. It adds to it. It makes it more, it makes it more creepy, and, you know? And how really we're introduced to it. Creepy. Sorry. Dude, like, I mean, we're introduced to it at the beginning just with the wash down for the opening credits. That's creepy. Cause you know that there's oh, yeah. this sinister, like, what the fuck are we getting to here? Um, the name, the, the title alone of the movie is a great title. I'm surprised no one's ever kind of used it before. And just True. to play, just to play on like, or it, it's just great, not play on words, but just the reality of it, of, of the dual meaning. And then the way that we're reintroduced to it. Yes. We see through the peephole where he's covered and what the fuck's happening here. It gets pulled off and oh, he's in a chair fuck. and he's like, Oh, you're free Awful. to go. And then he of course realizes that, like just like we're saying, like last episode of one of our the, the things How we hate that? to watch. Yeah, like, he just gets up, and you just see the back of his fucking oh. feet open up, but it's quick. So you do see some drill. You see some drilling at first, and my wife's like, "I'm out." Yep. And I'm like, "It's actually not that yeah. graphic. There's way more left to your imagination than you think." But you do see some drilling, and then you see him put like the drill down with a skin attached to it and whatever. But of course, that that's a little bit more right. vicious and visceral, and, and um, when it, when the, the legs open up there. But that's the aftermath of him doing the surgery on them. That is yes. really, really fucking oh. crazy. I mean, and you don't funny. even see that girl getting their toe cut. Like you think you're going to see her getting their toe sliced, and right. then and then they as soon as the thing goes, they cut to someone cutting their nails and whatever. So right, it's it, you 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 get that kind of old school leave it to your imagination to fill in the blanks and they do it well. But then of course it definitely, yeah. I'm not going to say they don't deliver There's gore, there's gore and you of get, course. you get some, you get Fuck some yeah. Yeah, on-screen violence, which um, adds to the, to, to the, my enjoyment, but also to the critique, I guess from, from critics, but you can't, this is horrific. You're putting the situation, and I think they, he does a fantastic job, as I said earlier, of making you feel like you're there with them. And what would you do yeah. in the situation? And, when he sees his buddy getting surgery oh. done to him, oh. like dead, oh, he's already fuck. dead, of course, but open, yeah. like you yeah. saw his skin is pulled off his arm, oh. right? As well. And then he's, he's opened up here. And then when he, Dude. when he hides and gets wheeled in and he hides himself under some of the bodies to try to get this, when he's escaping, <laughs> I know yeah. I'm jumping, but then when he gets pulled in and then he's face to face with his dead buddy there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And they focus on it. They spend. Yeah. They, they, they sit there for a second or two, and he's yeah. looking right at him. He's like, "Fuck, I've known this yeah. guy all these years. Here he is, and now look at look at the position yeah. I'm in. Upset it's him. Scene. It's fucking coming to an end. It is. All of it is. And then when Natalia's fucking laughing at him when he sees it. Yeah, after, I jumped right over that. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. He goes, you fucking bitch, you fucking orange. She goes, I get a lot of money for you. That make you yeah. my bitch. Yeah, that's fucking. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's evil, but I mean fuck, it's yeah. a great line. And she just played him like a fiddle. He insisted on going, you know what I mean? And she's like, 
How about when what's her name is sitting there, Svetlana? And she's like, you're not going to come because that was the one he was messing yeah. around with. So he figures yeah. she's like, I've seen the show. It's almost like, I don't know if she actually, maybe I'm I'm going too deep into it to add more of a human emotion into it, but maybe she actually does kind of like him and is a little bit sad now that it's happening this way. Maybe she thought he got away and he's going to go home and, okay, well, whatever. But now that she knows that he is voluntarily going to the art exhibit yeah. and she, uh-huh. she decides not to go, is that because maybe how she far, thinks he's a okay guy? How far I don't know. out of that car uh, through the decrepit ruins of that building would you have walked before going, I'm not fucking this. There's no art exhibit here. I'm dying. I'm got, I would have got out of that car, stepped into some rubble, and said, "I'm fuck." I would have just beelined it out of there. But he asked that guy, Mike. But he sees him coming out. Yeah. And he goes. He even tries. He you doubles down. He's like, "Okay." All your money, in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. So now he's like, "Okay, something is going on where you can spend your money." What? What human being is going to rationally think what's going on in there is happening? Seriously, if a guy tells you that, you're not going to think I'm going to spend all, all money the money like they joke. made. Could you could you put up like a new spa entrance to the place? You're walking through. You're, I know. I, 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 dude, I'm making a joke. I, it's just I, they have all this money and you're walking through shit and rubble <laughs> and and like yeah, you throw up like a new wall or something like that. But there's so many things like, like he gets out. He gets. I love how he picks up his fingers. Not right. once, but twice. I think he picks up his fingers yeah. to get out of there, and then they fall out of his pocket. He picks them oh. up again later. I think that was, for whatever reason, I think that that's funny to me. But him escaping that that whole like, well, that guy was German, right? And with the chainsaw, I, that I, scene, I, I, yeah, yeah, that scene is it, yeah. it's also really crazy too because a he, he take he leather faces himself like he gives himself awesome. the old leather face uh, at the end of Texas Chainsaw, which is awesome. Yes, um, yes. Uh, and so there's a lot going on there, which is great. I love how he gets, I love how he escapes. It doesn't make it easy. It's not that easy. It just happens to be circumstance and it all yeah. plays out beautifully. But him, him seeing his dead too. buddy. Yeah. And that's why he's choking on his puke. So he has yeah. to pull off the ball gag to, to allow that. And, oh. And then he slips on the puke. Yeah. And oh, the ball that's, gag that's, itself. And the blood. Yeah. Right. It's, a, oh, yeah, it's the actually the ball. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Talking, have you ever puked out of fear? Do you think that's possible? Or is we, that fucking Two people magic? do it in this movie. So I guess it must have been researched or something like that. I've never seen it before in this movie, I don't think. But both, I think both guys puke out of fear. You've, you've, it's when he's getting his Achilles uh, tendon sliced, I believe, because it's all him reacting and off uh, off Maybe, camera. Yeah. And you hear more. And then when you see him, he's he's got that okay. goober and whatever. Um, on him, puke, huh? and then and then his buddy pukes as well. So it seems like everybody in this movie pukes out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now back to what you were saying with that scene. What's the common thread between these two movies, and how trippy is it that we just got an email about it? But do you know what the common thread with, with House of Wax and fucking Hostel is? Uh, no. What is the common? Okay, no. the fucking oh, well, slit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Which, yeah, and yeah. you. Sent us that email, which yeah. we brought up last show, and he specifically cited those two scenes exactly. He yeah. cited certain. What are the odds exactly. that they both end up in a fucking vote on the next show? That's it's crazy. That and is crazy. Yeah, both movies were new oh. tonight. Have that in it, and both for the same year, and both effective. <laughs> it's always effective. I mean, I, yeah. I agree with what he said. You know, and then yeah. when I did with Gage and any other movie, it it works really well. I mean, well, uh, they. God. It's well, like you say, it, this is well paced. It just clicks along. Perfect. 
It's just yes. whether or not it has enough substance for certain viewers or not. But again, from a horror movie uh, standpoint, and again, making me feel like I'm there and feeling tense. And uh, it's the first time I watched it, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is this yeah. is tense. And and it's, it's still retained that to a certain degree. Not nearly the same degree as the first time, but to a certain degree, for sure. For sure. And I think they did put that him saving the girl so that... Um, he had a heroic well, moment, gave him a little bit more humanity, made him feel like he actually cared about people, gave him that moment of feeling like he could have done something more for the drowning victim. But then, sure. But then also it helps explain like the, the distraction to allow him to get out of there. Uh, True and, as well. Right. And what do you think? Again, I don't want to jump right to it, but ending original director's cut ending, the original ending or the one that, that no one felt that that was, that was satisfied enough. So the, the theatrical cut. So the director's cut ending is he kidnaps the guy's girl and you just see her crying him and him kind of trying to stifle her screams as the train drives away and leaves the guy that tortured his friend screaming, realizing that his daughter has been taken from him. And what? I guess alluding to the fact that he's killing his daughter or which is not of, of his character, but it's very dark or, wow. or the him getting killed. Obviously him getting killed in the washroom is a much more satisfying ending because obviously he did horrendous things to him and his friend and it's payback. So it's immediate payback, but he's actually torturing him by stealing the guy's daughter. You've never seen, you can Google it. It's, or you can, here's what I want to say. YouTube it. If you haven't seen it. What the one I have now, it's a two pack with part one and part two on it's a Blu-ray. The first one says unrated cut. The second hostile two says director's cut. Now I want to say that when I initially bought the DVD, it it played the same way as it did in the theater with the, the guy. He kills the guy in the bathroom, which I think is great. Yeah. But I think maybe there was an alternate ending on that DVD at the time where you can watch it because it does sound familiar. But I feel like I haven't seen it in years since like 2005 or six when it came yeah. on DVD. So I want to say that I have seen that before, but it completely left my mind. I'd have to watch it again to see how I felt about it. It sounds really cool because you know I love a fucking dark ending like that. That's fucking sadistic as fuck. So wow. The guy and gets off the train and is greeted by his daughter. Who would, they, One thing about that is I don't think the daughter's with anybody else. So it's just kind of weird because she is young. And she's, daddy, daddy. And it's like, okay. And then they have to go to the washroom. He goes into the washroom. She He makes sure she goes. It gets into the washroom. Then he goes into the washroom, washes his hands and his face. I and have like seen that, it. Looks and then he sees a scalpel left on the sink. And that kind of, yes. like, that's weird. So then he goes outside and then asks two women who are not very helpful if his daughter's there, but they say, no, no. And then whatever. And then he realizes that his daughter's gone. And wow. then he starts screaming. And then you just see uh, Paxton holding the girl on a train going, and she's like, ah! and she's like, oh, he's holding him and the train just takes off. And he's like, no, ah! screaming his daughter's name. And that's how it ends. So it's dark, wow. but it seems very out of character. And I don't know how he's going to get away with it since this girl is screaming a high heaven on the train. Um, and I don't think they went with that for the sequel. So I think they, they stuck no, with the not. ending of him be killing right. the guy in the washroom, they which, did. which, cause I think he's actually been wanted for that murder or they're, they're they've got video of him, right? Right. Show, showcasing him. So they went with that ending. So it's just more of a curiosity thing, darker ending, but it actually has almost been ignored completely now because part two uses the ending of part, uh, of him actually right. killing the guy in the washroom. 
That's all. I forgot all about that. Now that you've talked about it, it's come back to me. So I'm thinking about it. That is awesome. I want to watch that scene again and and, and really it is on YouTube. come to determine what I like better because I do love that fucked up crazy ending. Man. Now, you were talking about before when he sees his friend at first and that whole scene, how horrific it is. But how horrific would it be? Just imagine being pulled. Remember that scene when they first grab him after she laughs at him and they pull him down that hallway yeah. and he keeps looking and he looks in like four or five rooms oh, and in every yes. room, someone's being, imagine the feeling you'd get knowing that you just saw your friend there and that these people are here yes. doing beautiful. You, you're fucked. <laughs> beautiful. That, that is the tr- most horrifying yeah. feeling you could get as a person. You're like, holy fuck. Well, this is it. This is how my life ends. This is what's going on here. And I'm next on the course. I'm yep. fucking, I'm done. Oh my God. It's horrible. It's just we didn't even I'm talk about the American you. I feel like we there's other things we run out when he goes when he gets out, gets himself cleaned up, gets into a suit, puts that glove on his oh, hand, yeah. the OJ glove, and then he uh, and then that American guy comes in and uh, yeah. from, I guess he's from Suits or something like that. He I just remember him as a bit player in another movie, and he always seems to play he's very annoying familiar. <laughs> yeah, he has a familiar look. I can't know. I don't know what he's from, but I think you're right. Yeah, and, I haven't seen Suits, but he looks very familiar. He has that look. But that dad is but, great. Come but on, that we're gives part of the him the gun club. too. I love that too, though, because yeah. at first he's like, "Do you oh. want to do it quick?" And he's like, "He's the guy's like, I just want to get out of here, and I don't want anybody to suffer." So he's like, "Do it quick." And he's like, "Quick, yeah, quick, right. yeah, no, no, fuck that!" And he throws the gun down. So right. there's a method to that. So that that gives him the gun. So I, I like Smart. the play there too. Uh, but, wow. Yeah. So there, there. It no, was, that's good. Yeah, I thought that there was some some great things, and and, and again, what like. So be it that if this is like a like not a hodgepodge because that sounds like it, it's a mess, but it, it takes elements from Tarantino because it does take things from you know not just like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction specifically ball gags and and, and other things and, and right, but also right. just like the 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 gore and the setup and the and the copying in Reservoir Dogs tortured and, and why doesn't uh, Reservoir Dogs get called torture porn? <laughs> I know, right? Maybe that was the start really of it. Uh, and, right. then, and then ultimately, um, of course, like nuances of Texas Chainsaw. Again, not showing so much at the beginning, but then, of course, showing more later. Not that Texas was ever visibly gory. I mean, you do see some blood right. in the Franklin scenes when you can actually, you know, thankfully with, with with releases. Not my first VHS. I couldn't see shit in that one. But And then the, the, no. the Leatherface cutting himself uh, sequence. So, the, yeah, it's, you know... It gets shit on. This movie gets shit on. Eli, Eli Roth gets crazy. shit on, and and he gets. Shit I understand on. that to a degree, <sighs> okay. but I, I okay maybe I, I'm not, maybe understand is the wrong word. I could see why he gets some shit from people because I've been, I've heard some things, and either way, I don't really have anything against him. I think he's a fan like us, and so, you know nobody's perfect. Everybody has two two sides to their personality. So be it. So who am I to judge? But um, I I I. I get that some people have that fucking that he writes a bunch of like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A certain type of dialogue and people don't well, like people, it. And... People hate Green Inferno too. I mean, I they people hate for the same movie. dialogue. Okay. I, I, I liked Green Inferno I, quite a I bit. I actually me. I really enjoyed Green Inferno the first time I saw it. It it me so, too. so it's a, a a pseudo remake or his version of Cannibal Holocaust. Again, so you still got Cannibal Holocaust and, and you got the I, Again, I have. It's the frat boy yeah. shit. It's the bro talk. Yeah. It's that shit that the people don't like, and of course, it's very fucking in to critique that shit now. Yeah, well, and exactly. he, you know, so yeah. that's what it is. Because just because you're a fucking frat boy and a fucking dude, bro, that must mean that you are also a um, 
you exploit women and you're a rapist and you're especially if you're a white well, male and people want to go against that shit. It's just the way it is now and it's sad and I it is what it is. Eli Roth and Adam Green were both tooted as like maybe the future of horror or 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 whatever. Both of them not haven't really been the future of horror. They've contributed to the so genre, be it. but they haven't They've been made the great future. And that's okay. Like exactly. So, We've gotten great films out of them. And there's two things I wanted to highlight sure. that I thought the tie-in later, which is really cool. Another, the writing of, the, of this movie, which I, I, I picked up this time. When they first meet that guy, Alex, the guy that sets them all up, the pimp, if you will, whatever. Him, he basically says, not everyone wants to kill Americans, he tells them. Yeah. Which is cute because not everyone does want to kill Americans. <laughs> Some want to kill fucking this and this. There are different prices on the thing. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's a cute little tie-in, right? <laughs> and then a more serious conversation when they meet the guy on, on the thing, Edward Salad Hands, that whole thing, and his line is this. He says, I like to have a connection with something who died for me. I appreciate it more. So you think he's talking about his food. He's also talking about his prey, which is fucking Josh. He, he wanted to yeah. get to know him and have a connection with him, and he got that connection. And then when he killed it and it died for his needs, he appreciated the, the whole thing more. I think that's fucking smart writing yep. that I didn't pick up on until this time. Yep, it's just yeah, it's little You're things right. like that. And the damn gore, the gore is all fucking top notch. Everything that happens, the thing, the chainsaw deaths are good. Every death is fucking great. Great gore, you gotta have it. And the thing with Kana and the eye fucking makes me want to puke when I see it sometimes with the yellow shit that yep. comes out. And then when she jumps in front of the train is great. Heads being crushed. Everything we see. See, this is the difference between this if you're going to show good kills in a movie, you damn well better make them look good. This is why this movie is better than those fucking exploitation movies from back in the day and other movies on a low budget. Like when we make our movie, we're not going to fucking try to have elaborate, amazing fucking kill scenes because they're going to look shitty. It's We don't have the budget. If you have the budget, put the fucking gore on the screen. You, you got you got to be creative. Don't. Yeah, you gotta be this, creative and, and, yeah, and gotta be creative. With but a lot of exploitation movies yeah. do not. You know what I mean? They have this, they have this whole shit, and they they show kill for the sake of kill, and they show cheap looking gore, and it does nothing for me. This is what fucking gore is supposed to look like. And I want to say K and B has to be involved. I can't remember. I should. Um, I feel yeah, unprepared. I just watched but, it too, but I, I feel like they are too, or 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 yeah. one of them, or, or something, because I do think they were still right. in their heyday here. This is. You know, pre Walking Dead and everything else before they kind of ventured out to other things. So I think you, I think you're right. But it's top fucking. You're right. It's top notch. And if she doesn't look like out of an Italian horror film at the end, after the eye, the eye is yep. right out Howard of Howard Burger. It is. There you go. So right out of a a Lucio Fulci scene or movie, like I said, with the eye for sure. But then the burn on her face later, she looks like a could be oh. a zombie or or an extra Dude. in what like an old Italian movie. Like it is a lo that effect was a love note to there. It was filmed everything. The only, and it is KNB. The only the weird editing. Sorry, and I, that's you're no. right. But I'm the in. one weirded editing part, I'm sure that there's other people that would complain about some other editing. But the one when is the the mow over scene where they get hit by the car. I love it. <laughs> they go down it, like bowling pins. It, it is, all yeah, it them. is a little weirdly edited. Yeah. That's my only critique uh, from from an editing standpoint. Everything else seems... I thought that too. Yeah. Too perfect. It yeah. was like bowling pins, literally. Like a fucking ball knocking three down and they all go yeah. in three different directions. A yeah. little convenient. They, they, they could have maybe just 
cut out them, showing them go this way, that way, whatever. Just yeah. hit them. Yep. Then you see her come back up, and then the other car rolls her over. Then you could have saw the aftermath of the, the, the other girl with the blood dripping out. That would have been fine. But they they do show yep. like ba boom, ba 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 beam, and then that, it just was a it was odd. But other than that, solid. Uh, you know what? I have nothing more, and I'm just trying to keep us on Me track. Either. So, like again, yep. I. I had gone. I when I first reviewed this movie, I think I gave it a nine, and when I when I put it on my Millennium list, I gave it a nine. Then when I look at my like letterbox, I think I went down to eight, eight and a half, or whatever. But I'm sticking with a nine. I'm going to stick with a nine. I think it was an eight and a half, but because it's like out of five or whatever, I I don't know if I put four and a half. It's a nine. It's a nine out of ten. I don't know That's good. The fuck well, I'm talking about. <laughs> I tell you, I can't help it now. When I think about this movie, I have this on a pedestal. When I sit down to watch it, I'm excited to watch it. There's something about this movie that separates it from a lot of other movies in the fucking 2000s, especially in 2005 and in this time period. And I do think it's that damn good. And I'm fucking, it's a 10 out of 10 for me now. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's how I'm I feel. Glad. And that's why yeah. I, was, I was thinking that's what was happening because you're saying both movies have been like affected and, and, and one and both have changed and I thought you might have gone up to a 10, which is great. Like, Yeah, it, I, I, it's it, amazing. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that shoots us into so our... Yeah, one of the... Hold on, I'm not... I'm not uh, I don't have it up on the screen yet, but I will have it up. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I've been wanting to say this term the whole fucking night. Of course, my horse. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. <laughs> Got to wedge it in. That was totally wedged in. That's great. But so my, my wife is still mad about this movie. I took her to see this movie. And she thought it was going to be... No, I didn't take her to see it. We weren't together. I showed it to her. I can't even remember. Maybe that was part two. Fuck, I got to remember. Either way, whatever. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> but she thought when I showed it to her, she thought it was going to be like an action comedy. <laughs> she goes, I'm still mad at you about this. Because it was she She hated the gore. It was too much for her. She I thought it was going to be some action comedy. Yeah. The way you were talking about, I didn't know it was a horror movie. I'm like, who the fuck? Who, who am I? Of course it's a horror movie. Anyway. <laughs> well, the next movie is House of Wax 2005. I'm going to butcher this director's name even though they've done um three few, good movies. Yeah, some movies that uh, a lot of people hold in high high regard in the horror genre. Uh Johnny Colette Sarah Sarah, I think I I probably butchered that. I apologize. A group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. And of course, we're talking about House of Wax 2005, which, funny enough, has one of the critiques we've said. And again, it's weird to say as a critique, because again, if the running time, it just seems weird that this movie's an hour and 53 minutes for a House of Wax I know. movie. But I actually, a little bit in the in the second act, leading into yep. the third act, a little bit, a little bit, but yes. I do actually give it a little credit for taking its time to get to build like the first act is actually quite good and you get to i agree you get to know the characters a bit and you're like okay now anybody looking for a true blue maybe remake of house of wax is going to be disappointed but right again i wasn't expecting that necessarily another unfair criticism will probably be oh paris hilton is in this and she is shit you know what but she's not paris hilton's fine she's fine she's in this she got a razzie and if you know what, fuck if you. if her name wasn't okay. Paris Hilton, if this was anybody right. else, nobody would have been Amen. saying fucking boo. Right. She was just another chick in a slasher flick. Exactly. That's what she would have been. She's fine. Yeah. She's not. And you go, I think they put in things right. like, 
I did they use she's fine like, already. I don't know if when the sex video came out, but there's a part with the guy with the camera. It was right after this. Right it was right this. after this or right before. No, no, it was right no no no. It was right before this. Yeah. But here's the funny thing. Okay. The uh, my note says that that's a cool they kept referencing it, but Paris herself has said that that was already in the script. That's now could it be bullshit? I don't think she has anything to be embarrassed, embarrassed about. Yeah, so well, I don't think she has a reason to lie. She's rich as fuck. She probably did this for fun. You think she had to do a movie to get a fucking no, I think she a wanted to bring more into acting. And, and again, yeah, she, it didn't do work something. her way, but but she's right. passable in this. Could she have carried a whole movie? I don't think so. Not a movie I no, necessarily but... would have wanted, but she probably could have. Like, There's been a lot worse actors and actresses out there that have, have a yeah. movie on their shoulders. But anyway, the reality is that she's fine. And there was, I yeah. think someone said that's hot in it or something like that. I They did. Yeah, and someone I thought that was it. funny. That had to yep. be wedged in for for but I uh, agree with besides that. all of that, I mean setup cool. The actual I get I get it. The reality, there there are gonna be holes in this fucking movie that we could drill through left, right, and center. I let my mind go. Well, There's enough passing dialogue to allow it to have happened. But a whole house from fucking top to bottom be made out of wax is super fucking cool. But it's also kind of ridiculous too, but I love it because of the, the set piece we get at the end Dude, of the whole it, thing. It's fucking It brings great. the movie up. Yeah, the only... That, the that only... fucking set piece yeah. melting, that fucking last act, the climax of that film brings the movie up a fucking half a point for me. Oh, that, that's that's how much, how good I think it is. And I think it's, it's one of the best practical effects. And the guy did. The director set out to put as much practical... He fought for it. Yeah. I want to put as much practical effects in this movie as I possibly can. And he fucking fought for it, and he got a lot in there, and he got his money's worth. And Again, good gory shots we see yeah. are good. Yep. Again, agreed. That's and that's why it made my slasher list. I remember I saw this. I liked it. I watched it again for the year of the slasher. And I'm like, this is why do, why do I feel like? Because, again, I don't want to say no one ever talks about this movie because I'm sure it's been talked about. It just doesn't seem. It got picked. When I looked, it doesn't seem like it gets talked about enough. And it did get picked for this show. And maybe people don't, maybe people love it. They wanted it. Maybe people thought we were going to shit on it. I'm not shitting on it. I like this movie. I like this movie a lot, actually. And the kills are great. And the the way I say it is like, maybe we don't see the beheading per se, but the way it's done is even cooler than seeing it because we've seen beheadings multiple times before. So now the guy throws two knives down. And, and we see it in the foreground. He pulls the body yes. from the background, and then we see the head roll off. It's even cooler. Yeah. It the is way cool it's because it, that is, that whole scene exactly. That's talking. That's choreographing a kill. So like a dance yes. number, they choreograph the kill, which is what I love. What I love. It's like Argento esque in a sense. Um, and yeah, I said that. I'm not talking about from through and through, but I'm talking about from the the structure of a kill. That is really well done. The Paris Hilton one is just more more uh, to the point, no pun intended, but that thing right through her head, boom, effective. It's cool. Boom, and it's, it, cool. it's gory. And they show more on the camera. They pull yeah. back on it, and it's fucking gory. It's, yeah. it's fucking, it's cool shit. Totally. So the, the kills are good. The kills are gory. We haven't even gotten to the fact that her boyfriend was turned into wax, but he's still so fresh that his eyes are moving. It's great. Still, and oh then my God. when the guy tries to help him, he gets half of his fucking face sliced off and it's so gross and yet so cool. <laughs> oh, awesome. That whole scene. That's what I was getting at. That whole scene Sorry, when man. he comes in there and discovers him and peels the face and I'm going to oh. get you out of this. And then you see his fucking 
blood and the shit in there that he's pulling his actual fucking skin off. And then the guy's still able to cry, even though he's in Alaska and his eyes are there yeah. and he's crying because of pain. Of and then he, the shit's exposed. <laughs> Dude, what oh. the fuck? And then yeah. the beheading. That's like that whole scene from the start of it to the end of it is, is great stuff. It's probably aside from the end of the film, the climax, that's the highlight for me is just to see the wax pull back. Not even wax. The skin pulled back, which has been waxed over that way, and to see the them being exposed, oh, all that shit. That's fucking. We imagine the pain of that happening to you, oh. having your fucking skin pulled back after wax has already been poured all over it, hot wax. Oh. And I always so say this guy it, directed Orphan, yeah, Orphan, this and The Shallows, three yeah. fucking good movies, man. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because. Good job. And I is it a guy or a girl? I can't even. I thought it was. But oh, I don't even. I'm not even sure. It may. It may be. No, it's I, I think it's a guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. So. Um. Yeah. Just to to reiterate, I always say if you're gonna if you're gonna they at least try to acknowledge the fact and, and I give I get it credit for this if you're gonna put it in there, try to try to just put something in to explain how this could happen, how this place could exist. They even say, how could this place existed? Well, uh, I mean, it was, it's not even on the map. At it was least an old town. Say. And he goes, and he said, they must've been pulling people off the highway or the freeway for years. And whatever, we found a big abandoned thing of cars and whatever. It's not like no one was looking necessarily here. No one knew where these people disappeared from. Historically speaking, they just knew they vanished. These guys have taken them. So they, they, they pieced together a bunch of missing people reports, probably from way back when, but it wasn't specific to that area. And it just happened to be these people came right on it and they got pulled in. But again, but I the think reveal. They, they just explained it enough. Um, yeah, the third but, brother. That's yeah. what makes it. This is very 80s slasher-like. We're a simple explanation like that. Okay, a little goofy, but okay. We're along for a fun ride on a fucking slasher. Uh, let's have that. It's a third brother. He's the one responsible for bringing him there. And I think that is a great fucking turn. Because as I'm watching the movie, I forgot this aspect of it, yeah. that he was the third so brother. I. I but I'm watching involved. it, and I was, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that either. How many times do you see a movie where somebody is uncharacteristically, you think that he's kind of a shitbag because of the way he looks, but ultimately they try to make him look like a red herring but ultimately, he ends up being a good guy after all. And I really, truly believe, as I was watching this movie this time, that that's what he was. And I was saying, I was going to ask you a question. Would you rather have that in a movie because it came to be a tired trope? Or would you rather have old school, regular old, um, what's the word, uh, red herrings that turn out to be nothing? No, and, I, I like again, this. I, li I, liked how they, I liked how they did cool. this. Yeah. And, and it ends up not being a red herring. It ends up being... They, they, they pull a little switch on because you almost feel bad because they go, I'm just trying to help. And then you look later and you see the big city guys making fun of this guy because of his fucking teeth and his appearance or what he does for a living and, and, you know, shit like that. And you're like, okay, they're looking down on him. Actually, don't judge a book by its cover, right? And that yeah. seems like that's what they're going for, especially House of Wax. Don't judge a book by its cover. Things pretending to be things they're not. And they even say that earlier in the movie. Yeah. As a critique about the one guy says it about the other because he doesn't like anybody because he's just, you know, bitter. So that's going on. But in fact, it ends up being that he wasn't on it. And I think that's a fucking a cool little thing they put in at the end. And it explained it enough. Like, I, just enough. 
this, it's fun. Watching it this time, I feel like the boyfriend's character, the guy that was like the that was in Friday the Thirteenth remake as well. I guess Jared super, Kadalaki? Superstition, yeah. Uh, he, He's nosy. He, I feel like his character shifted a little bit though. Watching it this time, I feel like from scene to scene to scene, there, there there's a lack of consistency with his character. Sometimes he's nice. Sometimes he's a dick. Sometimes he's he's very nosy and shouldn't be he wearing sure clothes. Is. But it just seems. To be a little inconsistent, and I don't usually have this issue, but I felt like I, I noticed it this time, whereas everybody else seemed to be uh, the brother, maybe. The brother, again, they trope him up a little bit to be the... the He's done well. Uh, but he, he pulls it off, but he wants to be better yes. and he wants to help his sister, so they pull it off there. Something about the boyfriend character, it still works, but like I said, I... Uh, I noticed something or something felt off scene to scene to scene. And again, it might've been the way they filmed the movie, but then that would be, that would be his acting then that something didn't feel consistent. with. See, him. I don't know. I think that, I think it was done with intent. I think that he's a little agitated at his girlfriend because of the way that she lets her brother kind of um, take advantage of her. Like in a way, like, like she enables him. And that's like a threat. Did you bail him out this time? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Everything else. And we want to move away. And, um, you know, he wants us to stay here. And this. Is, so I think, and plus on top of it, her brother is kind of a shit heel to him as well. So I think when he gets her alone, he, more of the truth is going to come out as opposed to doing it in front of him. Because the guy will probably beat the shit out of him or start a fight. And there's no need to go down that road. So he's like, now that he's alone with her, going to these places, that side of him is going to come out a little bit more. Because like, he's listen, this is the only time I got you alone. I'm going to act a certain way to try to say, hey, i got to steer you away from him. He's a fucking bad egg. Come with me. Let's make a life. Let's do this and this. So I think that's where that comes from. It's just a place of him trying to steer her away from her brother who he feels has a negative impact on her. But she knows that he might have done some things and everything else, but she also knows at the, at the end of the day, and I'm taking your line again, that he has a good heart. <laughs> and we as the viewer get to find that out. And we find out later why that guy bailed him out because he took the rap yeah. for him. He's like, well, I already exactly. have a record and you don't. So fuck it. And he feels like he's negatively cast. I'm the evil twin. She's the good twin. And I love her. She... I'm going to say, like I said about what's her name, the Texas Chainsaw, the next generation. She is a fucking great and underrated final girl. Nobody talks about it. She's fucking brave when she takes the wheel, when she doesn't want to let the guy in, and she grabs the wheel, and she's laying down. Texas Chainsaw, the beginning, you mean? No, no, no. Remember I was talking about what's her name in that shitball movie saying I like her as a final girl? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We thought you were crazy. You're right. I know. laughed at me. Yeah, you're, you're right about your your your. I'm wrong. You're right in the sense of I forgot about you saying that. I just don't agree. Right. <laughs> well, that's okay. I just yeah. you agree about this one though, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This girl being a great final girl. For I think, sure. Yeah, she, yeah. She's never talked about, but watching this movie, I'm like, you know what? She has it together. She has a good head on her shoulders, and when there is danger present, she knows what to do. She's not fucking around, and it's it's a good you know it's it's a good character. I really like her. I like most of the characters, honestly, and that's something you need. Yeah, well, that, that's what I think elevates it. Now, we did say it's a little long, and the reason I say that is because, yeah, a, again, you're right. There's a little too much looking around where they could have condensed it a little bit yep. more so, and, and it would have not been at the detriment of the movie because, again, the movie does a great job of setting it up and does take its time, but then when we get there, the one fault would be that it takes too much, too much time to get to... To to have him go from the gas station 
up to the house and then down then they're down here and then one one person's captured and the boyfriend comes it could have been definitely con- or the boy uh, the brother mm-hmm. comes it could have been condensed five ten minutes and, and again yeah. i think that would have been would have helped the pace and, and possibly even ele- elevated it higher because the production value of this movie it looks great and like we've mentioned the practical effects look great there it doesn't look it well doesn't, uh, um well, let me say well. this okay about the production value, it's well made, but this has that look of a 2005 film with a lot of the colors washed out on regular scenes, which I don't like. It's a product of its time, okay. kind of the way a lot of movies in 2022 have a certain look about them, uh, which in, in, in future we're going to look back on them and say it dates the film. It's not horrible, but it's like when anytime they're inside, indoors, and or in the dark, it has this, this color palette over it where you don't see any crisp color it's just it was a product of its okay. time I, I didn't notice where that they had a... like the, really the saw i'm surprised you <laughs> the, the... the saw looked to a degree see i like yeah. it in the saw movies because it gives saw movies a certain distinction as being saw movies i don't like when other movies try to do something like saw okay. movies like that and it, it became a thing that's all well, it's I, very I, noticeable i like to look at the it. movie in and say hey what what fucking time period is this from and I bet you somebody could fucking tell you just by seeing the way. Well, the no, we can. That's I don't awesome. think the general public would fucking know shit uh, at all, to be honest. I think you talk to people that love watching movies and, and will rewatch movies. Maybe. Yeah, they might be able to. Maybe but you're right. Maybe the it's score, yeah. The score, the actual score, when they allow it, the movie to have the score, it's actually a night, a great score. But it is. Again, I agree. Get a lot it's of soundtrack. <laughs> well, well, the bombastic. And I like elements, a lot of the songs. Yes, I'm talking about the theme itself. Yes. Yeah. It's bombastic, which is which is to me to its deterrent. Uh, even though Halloween has loud music and Friday the Thirteenth have loud music, it's just done differently and it's executed differently in those movies as opposed to here. I can't explain why because I know that I'd be a hypocrite to say. The music's too loud. Well the, well, the music's loud in those movies too, but something about the or the orchestral fucking bombastic fucking thing and, and jump scares and certain scenes, I just don't like it. It also dates the films. And I wish they were more... That's one way maybe I'm just a homer about 1980s. I really do... I think it's better when it's done subtly in the 80s with the score. It's just done differently. But as far as the soundtrack... There was a hand that was a little bit overplayed, especially in the first half hours. One song after yeah. other in the background. Kind of, granted, I liked the music. In some cases, they had fucking The Prodigy. They had fucking Marilyn Manson. They had Deftones. They had good jams in there. Not all of them, but half of the music I like. And that's saying something, considering they played probably 12 songs in the fucking movie. You know? But... Again, it's a product of its time, I think. And that's something that you're going to look back and, and they don't do that now. Was when do you it, see movies with that many songs in it? Was it Dark? Is it Dark House or Dark Horse? I can't. Dark House Productions. Is that? Is it? Oh or, yeah. Or is it Dark oh. Horse? I can't remember now. Um, but they're the ones that do all the. They pretty much did all the remakes. Like pretty much of. It seems like of uh, Vincent Price movies. House oh, on Haunted Hill. Oh, and by Hill. the way, <laughs> like that's it. And the guy was named Vincent for Vincent Price. Yeah. Did you check that? Yeah. You I know. And it's, it's funny. Right? I totally knew. I saw that. Never didn't even think of the connection. I was like, wow, that's, that's not like me. Yeah. And dude, in the original house of wax, there's a fire in the beginning where shit gets fucking burned down. 
And in this movie, it's the opposite. They had the fight fire at the end and the whole place melts. And then what else? What else? There was a couple another tie-in too. Oh, there was a, a Victor. When they were looking at the doctor's awards and this and that, the guy's name was Victor, which is basically a reference to Victor Frankenstein because of the kind of shit that the fucking guy was doing. <laughs> Little things like that. And then the thing with the, uh, what movie's playing at the theater that the guy constructed, whatever oh. happened to Baby Jane, yeah, what, yeah. which is about two sisters, and they have the whole thing with these guys being two brothers, and then you have the other twins. These yeah. guys are twins, and then you have the twins over here. There's other things going on if you look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, it, it is well done. But here's the thing. They dropped the ball because when you look at those fucking high chairs, the first time the boyfriend and, and, and the final girl go in the place, you see two high chairs. And one of them is prominent. It says Vincent. And then right next to it, the other one, which is kind of in the dark but still visible, says Bo. And we already know that this guy's name is Bo that works at this place because they sent it to him. I don't know if they wanted to let us know or it's the advent of Blu-ray and high definition and us able to see that now. I don't well. know. But it seems like it's something. Yeah. Oh my God, my dog. But doesn't it seem like it's something you don't want to reveal? Doesn't don't you think? Yeah, they did Ghost Ship, Uh, Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, I I well wait, 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 sorry, I'm not. No, it's just similar. I'm trying to get the name of the damn company because it had that distinct with the castle and and whatever and and uh, right. I can't find it now. Dark Castle. Dark Castle. Yeah. Is that it? I think it might. Okay. I was like Dark House because there was a Dark Horse uh, pictures, but it's Dark Castle. I got the one with the castle in it. <laughs> You're thinking of the other castle or the other um Dark um. What's that fucking it is. Thing? It's There's Dark another... Castle. As simple as that. It is Dark Castle. I'm like that one with okay. Dark with the castle. <laughs> You're like Dark Castle. Yeah, Dark Castle. <laughs> oh, that's great. You, so <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I mean, they've done other things, but it just seemed like at the time I uh, they had. House on Haunted Hill, Thirteen Ghosts, Ghost Ship, House of Wax, and amongst others. I mean, they were. It looks like they right. did Orphan as well. But it, it was like you know, at one point, one? Orphan, the one that came out in two thousand nine. Oh, Orphan, they said the Northman. Okay, forget. No, <laughs> no I have no interest to see the Northman. What? Uh, um, let's not even talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk later. All right. <laughs> no interest. So, uh, what else? What about this movie? I, I like the thing with the um, the fucking the kills were good. The ringer snip fucking thing was cool. It, it was it was kind of a stupid move though. Why the girl's below you and she's crying, but her fucking her mouth is fucking sealed shut with the fucking glue. So she's trying to get out. Yeah. So she's down there crying, going, "Telling Miss Piggy, but why?" Would you hurt her? Don't you think if you cut off her fucking finger that she's going to cry even harder? Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see, but it doesn't make sense as to why he would do that. No. Just to punch her? I mean. It was almost like he was having a plane with her. Like, I don't think it he, was, like, but... he was like, he was like, you know what? I got to do this. This guy's going to, I got to get this guy. I think he's just being, at this point, he's like, oh, well, it's all unfolding. It's going to, I'm going to just play with her and then, and whatever. But you're right. It just seems kind of stupid. But she's just trying Why? to get, like, the little figure of, of right. the little, the, the crap. Uh-huh. I just would have stepped on it if I were him and like fucking like dug into it a little bit, maybe, yeah. and put my heel down on it. Well, what about, I like, don't know. what about the whole, come out? Was the whole charade to have the, was it, again, was their whole goal to have a town, not just a house of wax, but a whole town? Because that's what they ended up creating. Well, the that, guy that, just kept doing more. Yeah, like creating the people, that's what I'm opening saying. The, the, the curtains and, and everything Which else. Which was great. 
Vincent just kept doing yeah. more and more and money. He complimented. It was a great job on the town, by the way, because he, he was mean to him. Then he felt bad. And he's like, okay, well, you're doing a great job. So he just kept doing The guy was gifted. He just kept doing more and more and more and more. And yeah. it was cool. Then the reveal of the church thing. And it's great because she goes into the church earlier. That yeah. was good because look on the priest's face. Looks like he's shocked yeah. that she's coming in. A little bit of a fucking movie convenience. Yeah, okay, of course. Still but, cool. Yeah. But cool. A cool reveal. But that you got to cool throw reveal. us off the track a little bit. Without, yes. you know, and then and then you start realizing that it's not what it seems. And, you know, it's fine. Right. I mean, that's what you do. It's a, 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 like, you know, it's good when a movie can do that. And if they do it well. And I think first time you watch it, they do it well. And then Bo is the bad twin. Not yeah. fucking Vincent, who's the, you know, quote unquote freak. Bo is the fucking one they had to strap in. The yeah. one that fucking had the, you know, the deformed face and the missing eye was actually the well-behaved one. And the one that just so happens to be gifted with the fucking, in the art of doing the wax stuff. And it is a sad story. You hear him tell it and this and that and mm-hmm. everything about it. It is a fucking tragedy. And again, it's typical. It reminds me of like, what's that movie? Uh, Hell Night. When they talk about the fucking family and back there and they had the kids and people died, whatever. And, and the guy was a doctor. It's very much like an 80s. It's more like an 80s slasher than a 90s slasher. Yeah. Maybe... It adds to the enjoyment for a lot of people. It just has that. Well, you know, I mean, like I said, I was flavor. like watching it, and again, if you haven't watched it in a while or or ever, check it out. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah! Don't let the Paris Hilton factor, if it did even play no. into you not watching it, play into it. I I mean, there's much more going on here, and like I said, it takes its time. An almost two hour long movie. Again, whether a valid critique or not, it just seems too long for this type of movie, and I think it does hinder the pace a little bit as we mentioned in the second act uh as we've discussed and i'm only bringing it up again because uh i was surprised i for i forgot that element of it when i put it back on again i'm like oh shit this is almost two hours but yeah i was disappointed i was like fuck i watched all last night i'm thinking they're both going to be short i know the one's 90 minutes i'm like what fucking this long but it's okay i again 10 minutes could have been cut out i'll tell you one more thing i like was the knife in the fucking guy and he walks by, and it's stuck in his fucking throat, and he steps on it and puts it yes. further. Beautiful. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. Just like what Michael did in Halloween Ends, or Halloween Kills. I well, fucking love that shit. Well, because A, what happened is it turns an off, excuse me, an off-screen death that you're like, you know, which is right. done for a reason to get someone mm-hmm. to, to to get the other character to be, the, get the hell out of Dodge, uh, and then turns it into an on-screen death because the guy's like still kind of half, al- he's alive, even though you know he's not going to recover necessarily from it, but then he's definitely not going to recover from it because the knife was st- stomped on to make it go into him deeper. It's great. You're, you're absolutely yep. right. And then that whole end, the whole end set piece with the melting house of wax. Oh. My only criticism there is, have you ever dipped your finger in a hot wax? It fucking is hot. And they're they're just clawing their way through it. Okay, so it's it's lukewarm wax, but still, to get out of it, it's hot wax. It would be scalding them, burning them, and whatever. I'm willing to overlook it because it's so fucking cool. When they come out of the name House of Wax, which is physically the name of that House of Wax, and they come out of the name, and then it's also falling down into its own yes, cavern and they kind of just narrowly escape out of it. It's so well done. It's so well yep. done that I'm willing to forgive Agreed. the fact that um, they would be burnt. Yeah. I'm along for over. the ride. Ultimately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But it's okay. We're on, we're along for the ride. This movie basically is this. It's like tourist trap. If you like tourist trap, it's a lot more like tourist trap than any house of wax movie, but it's done slasher style. That's what it is. For me, it's a seven and a half out of ten. I it came up. I went from a seven to a seven and a half. Okay. I really enjoy it. 
And and you know what? I gave it an eight when I did the year of the slasher, and and that's why it was it's so high up on the on the list of the slashers. And I'm I'm just a little bit lower at seven and a half. I just came down a there little bit. I was like, it's still it's still thoroughly enjoyable. There's nothing wrong with it. I just think when an eight is as we can say, an eight is great, and I think it's it's yep. it's very good to great. If we're doing those quarter ratings, maybe it'd come in between. Right on. But seven and a half maybe is so. good. <laughs> that's cool. All right. Well, let's let's do our, our generate for the next show, sixty five to two thousand fourteen. See what number comes up. Oh, the year of my birth. Two. You got the year of your Seven birth now. Deuce. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. So that's again, next show. We'll that's figure awesome. It out. We'll take it offline right. for that because I'm sure there will be a ton to look at and to uh, yeah. deep dive into. And we'll we'll do the same thing. We'll do a poll to get everybody to kind of be part of the the process. I love this. I absolutely. I mean, honestly, even the, Me the BS shows, I feel like we could do, we could do it because really, at the end of the day, we talk about the movies. Well, this one we did a little bit longer than usual, uh, maybe because of the passion involved with with well, with Hostel as well. But right. uh, you know what? Like, I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's a gr- I like the year of the year, even though the name. Yeah. <laughs> that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that name. That fucking name. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> that fucking hat. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. We got to get out of here. We, All right, we did guys. what we had to do. We love you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next show. One eighty. This is one seventy nine. I'm Dave Z. He's Mr. C, aka Christian. Take Peace. care, everybody. 